Damn it. Damn. So good. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> can you elaborate for me, Ben? I most certainly can. Like, that right then, that's a memory. Oh, man, you're right. Yeah, this right It's now. like now is a new memory. It totally is. Like when Ryan Eliopoulos right here. Hey, it's me. What's up? He just took a drink of a soda. That's a brand new memory. It's gone yeah. forever. Like Sparks, when you said that that was a new memory, that actually became a new memory. It's true. That became a new memory that you are seeing right now. Past totally. The past, the future is Totally. Known. And uh, over here is Brandon T. McClure just uh, <laughs> constantly <laughs> experiencing Hello. newness. Uh, it just, uh, it's <laughs> I was okay. expecting I a Sonic one, intro. <laughs> I am one with myself. You are one you with are. the now. And the one now is with, with me. You totally are. So, right. To be oh, look. Mag is in the comments. Oh, that was hey, quick. Hey, Mag. Hey, Mag. <laughs> Mag says noise. <laughs> oh, so, um, funny enough, Ryan, I did have a video game E3 Sonic intro planned. Mm, there you I go. had something planned for it. But you wasted it for Basement Arcade Pause Menu. No, I didn't obviously. waste it. I didn't well, waste it for Basement Arcade Pause Menu. What happened was that stuff was going on in the car ride when we went to get food, which turned into an entire bloody odyssey. That's true. And Good idea. like we had to go to three different Taco Bells to get your guys' stuff, and mine was just. What out. happens when a Taco Bell is out of food, or when the system crashes? <laughs> you Both. go to a different Taco Bell, <laughs> apparently. And then Brandon just out of nowhere, out of complete nowhere, just goes, "Hey, isn't memory weird?" <laughs> it's like how much and no. Sparks looked at him as like because Sparks is driving is like how, how much, much and when. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> Ben, what number is this? Uh, episode number 245. And ben, what are we doing this week? I don't believe We are you. talking about... We're talking about family. We that are talking about family. That was family. a god-awful Vin Diesel impression. Holy shit. Family. Yeah, we were gone last week. We're back together again yes. this week. It's good to see you. In we're, person? Yeah, in person. person. I'm seeing these... these uh, Hopefully fools. the microphones are working with the stream yard. Hopefully. We we'll have, find no out. Way, have no way. Hey, Mag, hey, Mag, do we sound like shit? I guess we'll find out. Mag, can you hear us okay? <laughs> Just give us a thumbs up emoji. I could see. Th- I could see the thing. All right. Anyway, I don't know. Okay. But we have links. Oh, if you're done, yeah, I'm done. Okay. If we have links, psycho uh, not. We have I'm links done, in I'm the description done. below. Uh, it's okay. I like the energy. Uh, for example, downright annoyed is a thing that still happens even it's when we're not here. It's true. All of it says Han Solo. So you did downright annoyed this week. I did. What movie did we talk about? Let me remember. Something the about Tale sisters? of Two Sisters. Yep, that is exactly. I definitely watched it and talked about it today. A Tale of Two Sisters. It's a great South Korean horror drama. Uh, directed by the guy who also did The Good and Bad and The Weird, which was one of my previous choices. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, this, the, that guy's um, uh, made a bunch of great movies, and now we all know, and this one definitely spooked Cookie. Cookie's not a big horror guy, and he got spooked and made me happy. Very nice. Uh, Welcome yeah. to my world, Cookie. Mm-hmm. That is linked below. Ben, you have two articles from I know, this week. Not one, but two. Holy uh, shit. Do you want to say what they are? Or yes. Uh, the first one is on why uh, fans of older Nintendo franchises should not lose hope that Nintendo is is completely given up on some of their older games. Um, I'm, we're going to probably talk a tiny little about it later because obviously E3 was last week mm-hmm. and Nintendo brought out... Two, it, it's this huge video game thing. Don't worry about it. Oh, hi, Astra. Hi, Kitty Cat. And uh, during that E3, they brought Shoot. back two, of, two franchises that a lot of people thought were dead and gone. So, so hey, don't lose hope. The second one, <laughs> the Nintendo 64... Had its 25th. Oh, no. oh, it's fine. No. It's fine. Oh, kitty. It's fine. Oh, kitty. That cat definitely walked over our equipment. It totally did. Hey, it's on video. People can see it now. Uh, what, what was I? What was I going on? on? E3. Oh, yeah. E, uh, uh, no, the Nintendo 64. That's yep, that it. Had its too. 25th anniversary this week. Very so nice. I wrote about uh, reminiscing about the N64 because even though it didn't sell a whole lot compared to PlayStation, every single person I've talked to about the N64, they freaking love the N64. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just like a beloved system across the board. Nice. It's awesome. Uh, I also love the N64. I actually played it. That's good. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I read Ben's article, and uh, that's true. Nintendo fans don't lose hope. Eventually, like 15 years from now, they'll <laughs> put stuff on the Nintendo Switch online service. Eventually. <laughs> Um, when the switch no longer matters, I almost forgot to mention uh, because I, sh- I should have done this in order. We do have a fake nerds watch. Uh, we may have been off last week, but we did record a fake nerds watch for Loki. Um, I think there's two episodes since the last time we actually recorded an episode. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they're both up there. I made a horrible graphic for for Loki episode two. No, you didn't, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I love scratched how out the, the one, baby. I love that you scratched out the one, just put a two. Um, it's beautiful. The s- the second episode is linked below. We did. Oh, Mag saying we're fine. Thank you, Mag. Groovy. Uh, you're our guy. Um, yeah. So so you know that's there. So check that out. What we think about Loki episode three will be coming up this week. Word. Um, and I have two articles. Uh, two whoa, weeks. Whoa, two whoa. articles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, specifically because I wanted to get one of them out, out. But I did talk about. I did release one where I talked about the AT and T uh, selling Warner Brothers to Discovery. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I I talked about. Uh, that one's my more general. Like I did news. Sorry, real quick. Did yeah. we actually say what Ben's second article was? Yeah, it's sixty four. Okay, got it. Um, the uh, the 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 first one I wrote is basically just like it's the news, and then uh, how I feel how good good or bad this could be. Uh, my general pieces, and then I put it one up one that I felt was very personal to me because I've mentioned on the show, I'm not uh, I I haven't been uh I've been a little disillusioned with the Fast franchise, and I wanted to get my thoughts somewhere because i have a hard time vocalizing them just in general but i have an easy time writing them now i don't know if i'm entirely successful in it but i did try to work through my own thoughts being um a little out of breath sorry of being a little disillusioned with the franchise post paul walker i knew paul walker had something to do with it and i wasn't sure what that was i extrapolated from some articles that have been circulating since the feud with the rock and vin diesel and circulating about the relationship between paul walker and vin diesel but i'm really happy i did it because it allowed me to go into f9 just free of it and i was able to enjoy the hell out of that movie sure that's good spoilers spoilers for the review (laughs) um but yeah that's really what i wanted to do is get that get that out what was that feeling get it out whether or not it was entirely successful it did help a lot and you know what brandon that's now a new memory for you. It's now a new memory <laughs> for me. Exactly. It's a memory on the internet forever. How does it feel? I'm firing? on a new memory. <laughs> I'm on a new how memory. Do, how does it feel, Brandon? How does it feel? Uh, so I did put a lot of work into it, and uh, again, I, I did my best. Uh, uh, so yeah, if you want this link below, check it out. Yeah, you totally should. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my to-do list. It's okay. It's two pages. Uh, ben also has his Basement Arcade Pause Menu discussion for E3 coming out yes. this week. Yes, I do. Uh, you could go ahead and talk about that for a second. I gotta go into the other room real quick. Yeah, yeah we talked uh, uh, myself, my uh, two so two people who were on Basement Arcade uh, Pause Menu before came back. Um, of course, Inga Draper from Adults Talking Anime Plus. She came on the show again to do uh, post E3, and my buddy Patrick Brickhouse from the Retro Blast podcast. He came on. He's a brick. House. I was thinking it. I just wasn't, but you did it. I love it. Yeah, both of them came on, and we talked about uh, all of E3 essentially. Um, like our likes, our dislikes, our disappointments, our not disappointments, our thoughts, our feelings. So if once that comes up, if you want to to um, go into more about my feelings for E3, go to Base Marigate Pause Menu. I'll lightly touch on it today because obviously that's in the news. But if you want the deep dive, go there. Deep dive. 
and then lastly, I should mention our Patreon. Um, I did mention it at the end of the last episode we did, so I want to mention up the top of this one. We do have a fourth tier on our Patreon. Oh, uh, man, it's been so long. Yep. Uh, we, uh, we've we added a fourth tier to our Patreon. It is our it is $1, only one, and it is uh, if you kind of like us. Uh, you get a you get a you can support us with one dollar a month. Um, really happy dollar. with that one, Sparks's idea. Yeah, maybe a reward for that tier coming. Yeah, uh, We're I'm working th- on something. I'm also thinking about doing a newsletter for the Patreon. I don't know if I want to, but I also mm-hmm. kind of want to. Do what you want. Yeah. yeah, sure. I only do this if I want to. Do what you yeah. want. Do what you Pirate want. Pirate is free. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. So guys, but on the rest of our Patreon, guys, obviously the five dollar tier, the fifteen dollar, ten dollar tier. Sorry, uh, ten dollar tier. The shirt is changing actually this coming week. Ooh, yeah. July. Yeah, yeah. That no new more, shirt. No more Stephen King shirt for me. <laughs> we'll have some backups. Don't worry. Oh, I will uh, wait for Christmas. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and we, of course, our $20 tier. I'm going to have one for every day of the week. Now, oh, now all we <laughs> need because to you love us tier. That's up there as well. So. Now all we need is just so it's a freeze to get that freeze frame and go, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Right up. Just like zoom it, hyper zoom it on my face. Well, that's all the sh- that's all the shootles that I got to. Caboodles. Shout But the uh, uh, Animation Station shirt is up also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So your, your logo for Animation Station, that's up now. My logo. You've got a new logo. On, on a shirt. I'm going to do this all night. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got. Uh, that's, so somebody else go with their week and we'll get this party rolling. I'm not going first this time. Take that. Sure, I'll do Establishment. It. I'll do it. Go for um, it. Oh, I, I don't have uh, mm-hmm. a ton, even though we were gone for two weeks. Oh, baby. A portion don't, of those that, weeks, trust me. Yes, same. but a portion of those weeks, uh, I was off the grid. He was um, doing fun stuff. Which was which was good. It was a good break. Um, and so I enjoyed my little mini vacation. I did watch Over the Moon again uh, with my mother. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a great movie. Yeah. That still holds up. Uh, I finished the Sweet Tooth comic. I have not... Uh, watch any more of the show yet because I've been watching with Ryan and Megan and we haven't had time for that but I did finish the comic that comic ends pretty cool um, I like the whole experience now that I finished it it's wild I cannot imagine that they end the show the way they ended that comic mm-hmm. sure there, there's, there's almost no way um, it's crazy uh, so I'm not gonna say too much more about that we watched Loki there's a fake nerds watch coming out this week so check out our discussion of episode 3 of Loki yeah uh, Megan and I have watched some more Shit's Creek. I watched Fate of the Furious because I that one I hadn't seen since theaters, and I was like, I want to watch that one before F nine because I feel like it's kind of important with Charlie Saron and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I liked it more further removed from like, uh, this is the one they're doing after Paul Walker passed away and all that kind of stuff. Just like watching it as a fast movie, I'm like, eh, this is pretty good. Um, the two major things I want to talk about is I watched two season premieres this week. Uh, one of them was uh, Rick and Morty. Um, really good. It's on YouTube for free for anyone who wants to watch it. Heck yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty's great. Um, there's a particularly excellent Nintendo 69 joke that I know will get Ben. Um, <laughs> that's the guy who's writing uh, Jeff Loveness. He's writing Ant-Man 3. So yes. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of people would enjoy it. It's really great. It's there. You should watch it on YouTube. But the main thing I want to talk about, listeners and viewers, is there's a show you should be watching, and it's called Motherland, Motherland Fort, Fort Salem. Salem. Motherland like Fort Salem is back. It's Hell back yeah. this week. That show is incredible. It continues to be incredible. Possibly the most original thing on television right now. I love it. For real. Ryan, talk about it. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. Okay, so the first season was really awesome, but nobody watched it, so we were scared it was going to get canceled, and it got picked up for a second season. Um, it's an entirely, an almost entirely female cast uh, uh, with a gay lead, um, and they just deal with, like, going to school, but, they, but they're witches, and they work for the military. And this is a world where, like, witches existed, and, like, the Salem Witch Trials, like, happened, but then they made a truce with America where witches became the new military of America. So it's an entirely alternate history world where, like, it's, it's it's America, but like divided from like the 1600s and how things actually happen. Um, it's incredible world building. The characters are great. It is like it is a freeform show, so it's you know it's like C level or C level CWS uh, levels, but it's like like super quality Lois. is better. Honestly. But the Superman and Lois yeah. is like it's like a quality, like sure. it's super top. Because um, okay, not gonna lie, when you said C levels, I'm like wait, as in like, like the show gets a C? No, no, I no, mean, no, no. As, I'm I gotta say that I'm pretty sure that doesn't that show uh, your reactions. That show does not. Oh, deserve it's an a plus, plus, plus. We we talked about this when the show was airing its first. Yeah season last year but um we want to hype it up again because we do want it to find a bigger audience like i i cannot stress enough like i don't i don't know that there's ever been a show where i've like because this isn't based on books or anything and i'm like i want comics i want prequel movies yeah i want i want more of this tell me about this world this world is incredibly rich and fascinating like every um, it's like the, one of those things where every like kind of almost like the purge tv show where like they think about every facet of like okay so if the world was like this what would this what would this infa- impact and what would this impact right great. um this this season they've shown that they're digging into like uh the existence of because the, so the idea is that like the world found out about witches when the Salem witch trials happened, mm-hmm. but other, up to that moment in time, our worlds are the same. So like beliefs in religion and things like that still pertain, and so there are people who still believe in like Christianity and God, but in the face of a country where the militia is witches, mm-hmm. and so like there's this strong divide that's being hinted at in this very first episode of the season. And I'm like, man, that's nuts. Like how do you how do you stay that kind of devoted Christian in the face of a witch yeah. military like the, that runs your country. It, like, that's crazy. It's not a spoiler. It's the, the beginning of the episode. Like, it's the start of the episode. It's like like the, the vice president is at church with his daughter, and she's singing, and and witches use their voice, use their powers, and she doesn't know she's a witch. So when she's singing in the church, the stained glass windows behind her start melting. Yeah. And it's, like, it's haunting and, and beautiful. And everybody's, like, time. slowly getting up, like, oh, hell yeah. no. And it's spooky, and she's, like, singing, like, loving it, and everyone's, like, slowly rising out of fear. And it's like this realization of like this vice president has to get into this world of witches, and I'm like, this is like like awesome. And so there's and so there's like uh, there's four factions that seem to be at play right now. There's there's the the military. There's also a group called the Spree, which were introduced in the first season. They're essentially witch terrorists who are anti the military and uh, anti the military complex of how they use witch. They would be the Magneto. Oh, like yeah. There's a new uh, upcoming group that was hinted at at the end of the first season and now is present, and it's called the Camarilla. The Camarilla fundamentally want to destroy all witches. They're witch hunters. Wipe them from the earth. And then there's the essentially like the equivalent of the white nationalist group that's emerging from the from the religious core that's like, uh, yo, F all witches, but like it's different from the Camarilla. The Camarilla like are witch hunters. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like people who yeah. hate witches. And like yeah. all of these things are like coalescing into what I'm like, man, like Brandon, it's politics in a world driven by witch militaries. Like it, it's so good. <laughs> I, I I will watch it. I want to watch it. I just gotta find the time. Yeah. Of course. Uh I, I will probably continue to be hyping it up as we watch the second season because I, I want you all to get on it. Uh not just you, but like anybody who if this mildly appeals to you, please go watch it on Hulu. Like I I want this to succeed. I want it to get big. I want them to do, keep doing more things in this world. It's yeah. so cool. Right. So w- you would say that you want to dig through the ditches, but not burn, burn. through the witches. Yes. I would never burn. These I will witches. definitely right. slam in the back of a Jaguar. Though they burn, 
I don't. Uh, I'm sure we talked about, it, but I'll remind you. Like they light their faces on fire to what? change their appearance. So, so like they write a light. They they light a lighter under their chin. This is a common move that they create for the show, mm-hmm. and it that's how they change their appearance. So their face lights on fire, and then it's a different face. Guess how they recharge. That's their, how their, the terrorists. Guess how attack. they recharge their energy. They have sex. <laughs> they bang, baby. There are there are scheduled school orgies, <laughs> and I'm not joking. And this what? is a Disney show. I'm not joking. That this show is super diverse, and again, like the lead is gay, and like the like half the cast are bisexual. It's like this is such a show that nobody's watching, and people should be watching. It's so it's it's like Disney's watching. Well, it. Disney's watching it. Someone at Disney is just like Papa Disney is like, man, this show, Mother the Force Salem, is pretty good. Freeform. Don't we own Freeform? Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like they're. It's like honestly, Disney's getting away with something right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody's getting away with something because like you think about like. Love Simon's uh, yes. sequel yeah. show couldn't yes. be on Disney Plus with what it's doing. That's it had so to go weird. to Hulu. But here we are on Freeform, and it's like, yo, they like they like straight up talking about the fact that they got a bang to recharge their magical power batteries. Like, what's up? <laughs> the fact that you said they light their faces on fire to change their appearance, I'm like, that's already metal as hell. They it's use so balloons good, man. To, to mass murder, dude. It's there's like there's like there's enchantments inside balloons, and when balloons pop, it murders. You people. gotta you gotta it's watch something it. It's else, man, so for good. Real. Um. So that's that's also one of the things I did this week. But that's your turn. Yeah, it's a great show. Great that's show. A, that's my week. I just I saved Motherland for Weeks. Salem for last because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm super pumped about it. I'm so glad it's back. All so right, then Ryan. Since you were hell yeah. Um. So last Sunday I worked, and then my day off before that was uh uh Tuesday. So I've had a long two weeks of only having like two days off in two weeks. So it's yeah. awesome. So I'm here to talk about Avengers. That's all I did. I I I can't watch something or absorb something if I'm not in the mood for it because I know I won't like it. I want to be in the mood for it. So I just listen to lots of podcasts and listen to lots of movies or listen to lots of music. Excuse me. And I played a lot of Avengers because there's a new villain sector and those are the boss battles. It's Monica Rapinucci. She's a scientist supreme. You fight the cosmic cube. It's like an hour it's like it's like it's fun uh, it's more fun content uh just just a quick side note because i've been catching up on waypoint which is a fantastic podcast oh, hell yeah. and i and i found out about like the listener who was talking about listening to them while playing video games and i learned that like oh it's actually like your ps5 is a fantastic hub for popping open spotify and just mm. running a podcast and then flipping over to the video game yeah and the podcast just runs in the background and like you can just control how you tune out certain things in the game for the podcast I and for- you just yeah. and you just pop it on and like I've been discovering that, and it's opening a whole new world for me. <laughs> I forget that the PS5 can do that. Yeah, you can you can manually like listen to it, and like, and you can adjust. It's like, oh, it's a cutscene, so it turns and Spotify it's so, off. It's so it's so fast and so easy yeah. to do it on the PS5. It's That's crazy. Radical. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, so Avengers is fun. That's just a really like I really enjoy that gameplay, and like they're they're putting out really fun costumes and stuff. Like, and unfortunately, you have to buy them. So I've only bought one. That's all. That they have they have the end game Captain America, and I'm like, oh, it's good, but it's not that good. Um, mm-hmm. So besides that, I also played a little bit of Fortnite. And I watched that episode of Motherland. And I, oh, I watched Loki, but that's for the podcast. And I watched the movie, and that's for Downright Annoyed. So that's what I did. All right. Gotcha. Let's All right. just go down the line then, Ben. Right, ben. Yeah. Uh, I actually, so in my two weeks, I did quite a bit of stuff. Hell yeah. The first thing I did that I really been excited to tell, talk to you guys is I actually went to Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure last that's week. right. Oh, yeah. You did. Yeah. So when you mentioned Avengers, I'm like, oh, yeah, mm. I got some Avengers stuff too. Hell and yeah. You so, got some Avengers? I got some Avengers. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that you've been there before I have. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> if there was only one thing I could rub in your face, it will be this. That's but I'm not going to because of how it happened. Not mean. Well, exactly. And <laughs> al- also because of what happened. Because I was actually supposed to go to Avengers Campus with my friend Micah last year ah. when it was supposed to open. Because sure. he was a cast member before the shutdown happened. And, well, of course, the shutdown happened. Then eventually he moved across the country. 
So the fact that I was even able to go at all, to me, it was like, I'm, I'm just happy. And I, yeah. and I like it. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. So here, so here's I the have thing. Too. I feel that with Avengers Campus, um, there are a lot of things that people were talking about that were rumors that I didn't look into, um, like Ant Man's microbrewery, which essentially, which is the um, Pim tasting, the Pim te- uh, taste kitchen, kitchen, and the little mm-hmm. beer thing that they have. Because I thought calling it a microbrewery was like the best best naming convention ever, but they didn't. Uh, people were saying that there was going to be a comic book store in there. There's that pretzel sh- thing that you that you put on your snap, uh, I mean, your Instagram, Instagram? Story was pretty cool. Uh, it wasn't that good though. I, this no, is no, so no, funny not because the, like the pretzel, the thing I was, that makes the thing. Oh yeah, that off was cool. The grid, I think when Ben did this, so yeah. I just missed that this even happened. Oh, I was posting. I a missed all bun- of it. I was posting a bunch of shit to That's my Instagram. So funny. Um. So I like no, that pretzel did not look good. Yeah, the pretzel wasn't the best. Like, even the beer cheese. There's a lot more beer than cheese in that thing too. But um, sounds like my kind of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get drunk off it, unfortunately. Otherwise, but so like there's like I was hoping there was gonna be like this huge comic book store. There was uh, like yeah. a bunch of stuff, and even people were saying that there's gonna be the statue to Stan Lee uh, in there. There was like no. The only mention of Stan Lee that I found was over by um, Monster, the Monsters Inc. ride, where they would, where Captain America and Spider Man would pose for pictures before um, Avengers Campus opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, walking in there and hearing the theme song was awesome. Seeing the, the seeing the logo was cool. Other than that, it's kind of bare bones. But of course, sometimes I mean, let's get pandemic. They had to stop production. They had to stop building it right in the middle. So they probably just got what they could to get out. There's this big giant building where the Quinjet is. It looks like you can go inside, but we can't go inside it. So I don't know if they're gonna change that into something further down the line. Um, you can beat the characters though. The characters. They do pop up every once in a while, but um, you can't like go up and give them hugs. They're behind a line, so you well, can sure. you can still just take selfies with them. So I got I got a picture of Spider Man, and of course I wore my Spider Man vans. I yelled, "You're on my shoes, Spider Man!" And he saw them. And that was cool. I saw the uh, all of it in, all over the internet, and you posted it. The uh, mm-hmm. Spider Drone doing the flip, the oh, stunt sure, drone. Sure. Mm-hmm. That thing is awesome. Yeah, actually, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. So but, other yeah. people saw it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, there's a there, there's a Spider-Man show that, that that the Tom Holland Spider-Man does, and then he like he like it looks like the actor swings from a thing, right. and, Like launches yeah. himself. It's, but a, it's a it's drone. a drone robot that they were working on for a while that like can can mimic the actions of Spider-Man, like doing a flip through yeah. the air as he web swings, mm-hmm. and it lands mm-hmm. on its feet on the other building. It is really cool technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it is cool. Like I was watching the test videos. A, a friend of the podcast, John Radley. Uh, sent, he keeps up on some of that Disney tech stuff before it hits market. So he was like, "Yo, they're building this thing," because yeah. uh, he saw the like the the copyright stuff for the drone, mm-hmm. uh, the the patents, and he's like, "Yeah, this is happening." And then a few months later, the video came out of it uh, in practice before it even had the suit on when it was just the robot. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty cool uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they they uh, they're doing the same thing that they did with Galaxy's Edge, which is you know one ride. And then the 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 other ride later because there's a second just ride like to the, come and well, uh, it's just like Avengers of the game they're just gonna patch in the rest well, of the good stuff. Yeah, so I mean, obviously Guardians is still there. Like the only place you can actually buy comic books, as far as I know, is the gift shop when you get out of Guardians That's of the Galaxy. True. There's no comic shop. There's there's no comic shop. Um, there is like a nice little homage to Peggy Carter. It's over by the web nor, store. Nor at this moment will there ever be one. Yeah, which kind of which kind of bugs me out, but oh well. But I did uh, go on Web Slingers. I was able to go on Web Slingers, which is the new big ride. That's the new virtual queue ride at sure. um, the park. We were able to get it the second time around because the first, when we woke up that morning, my girlfriend and I, we woke up at like 6.30. We 
we were on our phones because you can do the virtual queue before you go to the park since the park opens at nine. Mm-hmm. Nine. Yeah, those things were gone in a second. Right. They, so we're ordering our food, and thankfully the cast member who was taking our food order was kind of to wait because uh, uh, Fanny is a legacy pass holder. So we were just like, it's like it was like right at noon. I'm just like, sorry. It's like luckily there's only a, a minute to go. We got the thing, and think of web web singers is cool. But think of it as Toy Story Midway Mania on steroids. And sure. you're 10 times more tired when you get off the ride. Oh, mm. because you're actually doing the motion. Yeah, it, yeah. it's really right. cool because it scans you. You can actually see your motion on this little screen in front of you. But you have to constantly like do the, the web motion and go... There's like these little tutorial posters throughout the the queue of the ride. So before you get into the actual ride uh, ride car, you there's like little tips. It's like, hey, you can like what, uh, sling a thing and then you can like throw, move objects around. You could also do this. But um, it's cool, but man, that works out your arms so much. And we got, like, it was just Fanny and myself in one car, and our, because it's like, it seats people four and two to a, t- and two, uh, it's like two v two, but all four of you are on the same team. Okay. And the more points you get, and then cool, there's leaderboards inside the, inside the, the right exit and inside the Web Slinger store, which is right across the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, if you get by the, the Webstinger toys or the, the items that you can get, they will d- demolish those those uh, leaderboards because there's people who were scoring in the millions. Yeah. And all we got combined was like, I, I can't remember, like 300,000 points, give or take. Get, you got to get your Harry Potter wand to care about your score. Essentially, yep. yes. Uh-huh. So it's because I remember when people were fi- found out that oh this the Web Slingers ride is air quotes pay to win it's not pay to win you don't win anything but if you want the bragging rights to the score then to help you get those because you uh, want to win those armbands which are like thirty bucks a piece sure yeah, no yeah if the score matters to you yeah if yeah. the score d- matters to you I, mean, I also imagine you work harder or yeah. work less hard yeah yeah because when we got off the ride we were just like <laughs> we were just like panting and thinking well I'm not doing arm day tomorrow there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the ride was good. I I highly enjoyed it, but I still think Star um, Rise of Resistance is like the best ride I've oh, ever well, been on. Oh well, I don't Disney, think they're super comparable. No. no, I mean it's still a good ride though. I still highly enjoy it. The the, it, the next ride that's supposed to come to Avengers Campus is supposed to be as that, like yeah that supposedly the, is supposed to be as like yeah. uh, intense as Rise of the Resistance. Nice. Oh um, man, Rise yeah. of the Resistance is so good. It is. Uh, besides that, I also saw the Doctor Strange show, which I highly recommend seeing it at night and not in the middle of the day because there's a lot of cool light stuff that's going on above you and you can't see it when the sun is out. Mm, so interesting. see that at night. Uh, besides that, it was a, a good day at California Adventure. Mm, uh, nice. we, we mostly spent the day in a... Uh, we had to wait like uh, 30 minutes to get into Avengers Campus because we just want to go straight in and enjoy it and then enjoy the rest of the park. Sure. But as the day went on, there was no line to get inside, so people it pe- it went from right when the park opens. There's the like same an thing. hour and a lot. Mm-hmm. There was like an hour or there was like a thirty minute or so wait, and then past noon, doesn't matter. This Just is the same thing that happened with Galaxy's Edge when it first opened, when it did Rise of the Resistance, all that. Like mm-hmm. people are crowding it for the first half of the day, and then everybody's you know gone and done their thing. Especially if there's not waiting for the virtual queue anymore, they're like, cool, I've checked it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still enjoy it. I still like it. I love just listening to the Avengers music um, the sure. whole time. The whole time. Yeah. And the food mostly was pretty good. the The pimnini I had was decent. I just don't don't pimnini. get the don't get the pretzel. Gotcha. The pretzel was not that good. Was there was there other stuff from your two uh, weeks? Uh, yeah, there was other stuff. So I, after Avengers, um, I went to Arizona to visit my grandmother. And guys, Arizona's hot. Oh sure. yeah. Like the only thing I, w- I want to talk about is when we were driving into the desert. 
is right when I crossed the Colorado River to get into Arizona, the little temperature gauge on my car went from like 95 degrees in California. The second I, cr- I crossed the border into Arizona, 110. Mm. <laughs> it's illegal to be that hot it in It just jumped. Yeah. The highest it got was 124. That's definitely illegal. Yeah, that was, I was like, and even while I was there, I was talking to my family. I was like, hey, Arizona's so great. I'm like, yeah, it's a high of 115 outside. My dad On Father's Day, my dad rode down to Phoenix to watch the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks, and it was 115 outside. Apparently, it was like 99 inside the baseball park. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm wow. okay. Yeah, we got home in California. Well, once we got home in California, it's like high of 82, low of 50s, uh, like low of 59 in the evening. We actually sat outside for dinner, and it was nice. Look at That's that. Crazy. 12 hours earlier, when we left Arizona at 7 o'clock in the morning, it was already cresting 99 degrees. Wow. Hey, man, different yeah. places, different yeah. temperatures. It's hot. So besides Avengers Campus and going to Arizona to see my family, I didn't do a whole lot. Very minimal video games, um, very minimal Metroid um, uh, 2 Samus Returns on my 3DS. I did... Um, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. I did read a few of my comic books. I read some of my books. Nice. I read... Um, Excalibur and X-Force. I only got like through three issues and then I had to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I want to try and get through the rest of my stack before I go to the comic book store next Saturday. So that's pretty much all I did. My my big thing was Avengers Campus. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, similar to you guys, I had, I had stuff come up this past week. Uh, I had to go up to Monterey for my dad's surgery, pacemaker surgery. He's fine now. It's great. Good job. Um, but I did do a bit. So let me just subtly grab my thing and make sure that I don't screw this up. All right. I went to see the movie Wrath of Man with Jason Statham. This is the new Guy Ritchie? Yes. Yes. I'm so sorry. I just remembered one other movie. Go ahead. Uh, I, I watched The Map of Tiny Perfect Things, and that is a tiny perfect movie. Yeah. Um, time loops, baby. I like that movie a lot. You can't You can't go wrong. Uh, I will say, like, just for you guys who haven't seen it, um, the cool thing about this time loop movie is the moment you start it, the guy is already in the loop. Yeah. He's been in the loop for a while, uh, and it's obvious because like he's already ahead of the curve on mm. things. Yeah, um, and I I was like, oh, that's really refreshing. That's nice. That's it. Uh, so I saw the movie Wrath of Man with Jason Statham. Cool. Uh, this is the new Guy Ritchie film. Uh, perfectly serviceable. Sounds but like Statham's mo. Yeah, I mean, Statham, perfectly serviceable. Statham does play a, a mafia boss this time, and not like a gun for hire or a hitman. Okay. Ooh, so that's different. But going from the gentleman to the rat to Wrath of Man, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the last ever Gamera movie, Gamera the Brave. Uh, thanks to Sparks. He loaned it to me. Uh, this is the last movie that came out in 2006. It's the, to this date, the last say on Gamera in Japan. Um, that's really good. I'm sad I didn't get to see it before. Oh, cool. I really liked it. I'm um, glad. That's got a really cool new monster design in the in the monster that Gamera fights. Gamera, the idea is that this kid finds a baby Gamera thirty years after Gamera say like like Gamera saved the world. Yeah. yeah, and so the idea is that he sacrificed himself to destroy all the Gauss, and he's been gone for thirty all years. All the gout, Gauss. It's a villain. Oh, okay. Um, it's a it's a bird monster that's not Rodan. Definitely not Rodan. <laughs> not Rodan at all. <laughs> and uh, the idea is that this kid finds an egg, and the egg hatches, and it's just a full-size turtle. And so that's baby Gamera. Mm. It's a full-size turtle. Nice. Who can fly. And he just comes out. He's like, cowabunga! There's a really <laughs> cool bit where he's where it's just the turtle in the in the kitchen. It's a ba- it's kind of a kid's movie, but, it, but it's also really fun. Uh, it's got a nice heart. 
Uh, it's got a nice heart between the father and the son. Most, most of the gamers, uh, gamers that aren't the trilogy are yeah. kids' movies. Yeah, this one I felt was the better done of them, of the ones sure, I've seen. But I haven't seen sure. all the Shoah, so I can't say it's that. Also, sure. you, it's also, you know, like, it's made more for kids in the age that you're closer to. Yes. Whereas the Shoah is, like, made for kids from the 60s. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Um, but I really I really liked it. I was surprised. I thought it was really good. That's cool, man. Um, I Glad recommend it. it. I watched Thor, which I really like. I think that's an underrated MCU movie. Sure. Uh, and I watched The Avengers. Uh, that's a great movie, guys. Really like underrated Avengers movie. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to blow your minds, but The Avengers is a great movie. It's true. Damn uh, it, Whedon. Yeah, right. Um, I may or may not have been listening to the Avengers films before I went to uh, Ga- um, Galaxy's Edge. Do it, Avengers. No, I did. I was listening to them at work because I had Disney Plus on my phone, and I just popped them in my in my. I just turned them on. I was like, I just want to listen to it. I'm going through a bit of a Loki thing, so I'm going to watch Dark World and the Ragnarok. Um, or I can stop now and just go into Loki, as there's a mess going on up down uh, somewhere. I really, I don't who knows know. where that was? <laughs> um, and then I watched. Uh, I'll do. Th- I'll do this one next. I watched. I've, I've finished Kim's Convenience, which is the Canadian show that's on Netflix yes. at the Korean family. Um, Simu Liu, who plays uh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Sorry. Uh, that's a, that's a great show. And uh, the person who canceled it should be dragged by their toenails through the streets and strung up by them. So I've read a lot of what, like, he... I haven't watched the show, but I've read a lot of what Simu Liu has had to say about it. And so, like, do you feel like in the last season there were a lot of scripts that were not serving the characters? Because in in some ways he was like, look, I'm really upset that the show was canceled, but also there was an amount... I'm paraphrasing, but there was an amount of blessing to it because they were mishandling a lot of the characters with the direction they were taking it. Yeah, I I don't know if I can say to that. I did read uh, the... The woman who plays the mom on Kim's Convenience, she also posted something that, that to back up uh, Simu Liu about the idea that MS is not something that uh, Korean women gen- tend to get. It's a really rare disease for them. Mm-hmm. And they diagnosed her with MS, and she took issue with that. It's like, why, why MS? Why not something else? Sure. Um, so I do know that that was a problem. Right. I, again, like I'm, I'm pretty much going entirely off what Simu yeah. had to say, but his like most recent thing was talking about like you know there was a lot of not great representational stuff going on in that last season. Yeah, I kind of wish what what had happened is that the because I do know that the the cast made a bid for the show. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that that had happened. Sure, um, it's a really great show. I I really like it. Yeah. Um, it's really quick to get through, and the finale leaves much to be desired. Only in the way of it really shouldn't have been the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked it. Nice. I watched Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, and The Fate of the Furious <laughs> this sure. week. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Uh, not this week, last week, because, again, I was going out of town, so I wanted to shotgun them with my girlfriend because she had not seen them. Shotgun. Um, that's Dom's favorite gun. That's true. Uh, I love Fast Five. My my love for Fast Five is well, well documented. I think that movie is incredible. Uh, to me, it is the best this franchise has ever gotten. Um, I think most people would agree with you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like that's a controversial opinion. <laughs> no. Um, but I love that movie. I love the cast in that movie. I always forget about Leo and Santos because they're not in the movies afterwards. Uh, not really, anyway. Just happy to see Santos in this one. Spoiler alert. They were in Fate of the Furious. That's right. That's right. They have a small They have a Small, part small in Fate cameo, of the yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Fast they Five. They pop up in weird ways. Yeah. Even in this one. Just Fast like, and just Furious like 6. Fast and Furious 6, that's Justin Lin's last movie. That uh-huh. is the one where we lose Giselle and eventually Han. Until this movie. Until this movie. 
Um, I really, I like that one. I think that one's really, really fun. Um, Luke Wilson is great. Oh my Not god! Not Luke Wilson. What? Nope. <laughs> Boy, that would have been. Try you again? got the first part, Luke right? Evans. Luke Evans. Uh huh. Luke Wilson would be funny though. <laughs> I was like, what? crap did I just get on? He would be like one of the like like the like the agents, like Mr. Nobody. Yeah. He wouldn't be a Fast and a Furious guy. No, he'd be what yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I couldn't even imagine. But the Fast and Furious Six, that's the one where Letty comes back and they and they Amnesia. have the, the ninety the ninety yard runway. Yes, yes. Oh god. I've um, seen, oh yeah, with the, with the plane. Yeah, yeah. You've seen these movies. I like this movie a lot. I like the movie. I think it's the closest that that gets to Fast Five at this point. Um and then I watched Furious Seven. No shame on Furious 7. James Wan did the best he could because Paul Walker passed away uh, well into filming. Um, the way they bring back, because we never talked about it on, on the show because we were a show after Furious 7 came out. But the um, the idea that Paul Walker wasn't in as many scenes as I thought freaked me out. Because I was watching a, a breakdown of the, of the CGI scenes. and uh, there's a He's not in Dubai at all. Mm-hmm. None of the scenes in Dubai have Paul right. Walker in them. And I'm like... Damn, I had no idea. No, they do a really good job between the the CGI work that they do and his brothers. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really great. The only time that I that I notice is the is the scene that splices in Fast Five, mm-hmm. because there's a bit on the plane where where Dom cuts him off. Everybody notices that one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only one that I find awkward. Other than that, damn, I, he might as well have just been in the whole movie. Sure, um, I really that, that's a. I, I I empathize every time I watch Furious Seven. I'm like, you know, for whatever amount of flaw I could find in the film, yeah. I'm like, eh, I can't really knock you for it. Like, I mean, for you're losing, doing, you're doing, yeah. you're doing, you were doing like hard work while in a state of emotional trauma. Like, yeah. I, and, I, Fury, uh, and Furious Seven is also is the James Wan who was a green director to the franchise. He had, he had he was his first movie. Like Justin yeah. Lin bailed, not bailed. He wanted to do other things, but uh, J- James Wan had to deal with the fact that Paul Walker think, died and not be a, a alum to the franchise. If Justin Lin had had any weird sense of what was going to happen, I think he would have stayed. Probably, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think so. Um, also, I don't. I noticed after watching all all seven Saw movies, I noticed James Wan's editing. Oh sure. Uh, in Fast and, Fur- and Furious Seven, I thought that was funny. There's bits that like are choppy editing that I can saw. Uh, and then there's Fate of the Furious. I've turned a bit on Fate of the Furious as I've gotten uh, further away from it. Um, I think it's a fun movie, but I'm not crazy about how it's hand how it handles the franchise going forward. Something of which I do not have in this movie. I'm happy with F Nine. We want to just say, um, but Fate of the Furious is still a good time. I did not get a chance to do Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I just did not have the time, but I would have if I did. It's also just. An- not necessary for the road to F9. That's yep. true. Uh, and then I read two comics. I read Venom 200. I think that book was great. Love Donny Cates. Oh my God. Yeah, that came out. Yep. And, uh, and I do want to talk a bit, bit about the, the, I think the best thing I did, which is I finished Birthright. Birthright is a comic I've been reading sure. since 2013. I think it's an incredible book written by J- uh, Joshua Williamson. Joshua Williamson and Ed Brisson. Really thought you were going to say Not James Ed Brisson. Warren. Andrea Brisson. Andrea, Andrea I, Brisson. I, I haven't read it in a long time, so yeah. I don't know the other one. Yeah. Um, but it's it's an incredible book. Uh, I've been reading it single issues ever since it came out. Ever since it first came out, um, I realized that I've been reading comics for a decade now. Actually, this this month probably. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks dude, like me it, too. I'm looking back at Birthright. It looks like it's prison. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I love that book. I love that book every single time I read it. There's some great issues in, at the end there, and I'm just really. 
happy that it got to have that 50 issue ending that they told it's the entire arc of their story and it was it was solid all the way through and really emotional um i'm i'm sad to see it go but i'm happy i'm happy that that book exists yeah. oh yeah um and that's it that's done it's cool sweet shall we get into our b&b why not Let's yum yum it. yum time and we're back we actually don't get to hear this this time which is strange for us i know it's real weird um but here we go i got some sad news up top sure mm-hmm. joanne linville who played a romulan commander in star trek the original series uh passed away she was one of the first romulans we ever saw mm. banged captain kirk dressed as a romulan there oh, you go okay what a legacy um she passed away this week at the age of 93 Woo! What Good a life. So long life. Yeah. And then Lisa Baines, uh, it's probably at this point most notable for Gone Girl, um, but has had a long career. Film and television passed away this year, the, this two weeks ago, I think, at the age of 65. She was struck by a scooter. Oh. Who's she in Gone Girl? She's the older lady in Gone Girl. I don't know. Let me look it up. I don't, I don't remember that movie well enough, I guess. Uh, she was struck by a scooter in a hit and run. That's awful. So a scooter hit her in. Yeah, yeah, that that's sucks. awful. Sixty-five years old. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. I reckon yeah. Oh yeah, she's a character actress in a lot sucks. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I didn't know her name because she's like that's awful. Yeah, it's one of those faces. Yeah. It's like hey, I know you. I just don't know your yeah, name. Yeah, a super big character. Wow. Yeah. yeah, what a shitty way to go. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, I have I have time co- time coded all the news. Uh, so if you don't want to hear to your last week's news. Uh, sorry, Meg. Um, but last <laughs> week's news is time-coded its own thing, and then we'll go into the We are his one-stop shop for news. He doesn't get any other news, so he's two weeks behind right now. That's true. Mag's, That's the only Mag's way. practically a monk. <laughs> That's the way I see it. In terms of pop culture until yeah, this yeah. happens. Last week, after many, many, many tweets, I'm sure, of asking and asking and asking, Tom Taylor finally announced that his Marvel event, Dark Ages, will finally be coming to comic shops with artists by art by Iban Coelho? Yeah, sure. Cool. That looks right. Or that sounds um, right, yeah. It's going to be a six-issue a six miniseries. Uh, and this is what was teased in the Free Comic Book Day special last year. This has been... Wow. This, yeah. this has been in development for a long, long time. Yes. Man, pandemic Pandemics are awful, weird. man. This was pushed because of the pandemic. Um, and he. this was... There's a couple pages in last year's X-Men Free Comic Book there Day was, special. This so. was... I think originally supposed to come out around the same time that the the DC's the the Dark Winter yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Dark Age just went off the one off Endless the map. Endless Winter. Endless Winter. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the highly anticipated limited series will see heroes from every corner of the Marvel universe unite against the new threat and fail. Their defeat will usher in an exciting new age full of heartbreaking loss and unimaginable stakes. As the world is remade, fans will meet fascinating new versions of their favorite heroes as they fight to overcome insurmountable odds and restore hope. To the universe, September first. So it sounds like sweet. he's doing deceased. So, yeah, I was gonna say. So Marvel was like, "Yo, Tom, you want to come do deceased for Marvel?" And exactly. he's like, "I mean, I'm gonna change my work, but sure." So yeah. he's basically he's doing just like, "Yo, I'm gonna make an Elseworlds Avengers book, but like, and just like make like cool stakes because I can do whatever I want because it's an Elseworlds book." Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. Hey, That's man. great. Nope. I'll check it out. I I'll mean, like the first the first art was like Iron Man gets like his leg literally blown off, like falling yeah. through a building. So I'm like, that was like a year and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, you had me at the words Tom Taylor and Marvel. Basically, uh, yeah. Mag says, uh, just like to hear your opinion on the news. Thank you, Mag. Oh, I appreciate Mag. that. You're the best. We appreciate that. Yeah, I'm really stoked for this. I love Tom Taylor. Everything he does is gold to me. Dude, he keeps putting up new Superman, uh, Son of Kal-El art. So excited. I cannot believe how stoked I am for that. So excited. That's yeah, really cool. 
Uh, Deathstroke Inc. was announced also this week, last week, sorry, um, from Joshua Williamson, uh, who's doing a lot in the Infinite Frontier era. He's also doing uh, Robin, and he's dealing with like Deathstroke and his kids and stuff. In that yeah. Book. Uh, Joshua Williamson will be writing Deathstroke Inc. with art by Howard Porter. Um, after mm. suffering too many losses, Slade Wilson decides it's time for a change when he's enlisted to work with an ages-old secret organization called Trust, T-R-U-S-T, who want to take down the heavy hitter villains he's all in. They'll supply him with an all-new team and resources for his new mission into the depths of the weirdest parts of the DCU, including a new partner, Black Canary. Ooh. Wait, what? What? Enjoy explosions, <laughs> kick-ass action, and new outrageous adventures as DC's meanest SOB gets tangled up in a major mystery bu- uh, building in the shadows of the DCU. Is that, mm. wait, what in the synopsis? It or is. Yes. Is that you? It, it, is. it is in the synopsis. Because that made me actually go, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So two guys that are doing extremely good work right now are Joshua Williamson and James Tynan the fourth. Those are both guys that in the past I have felt have been very like, they're very like B-level. Not in terms of like they're bad, but it's like their quality level isn't there yet. Yeah. Um, and now that they're being allowed to like kind of do what they want and they're not like under the shadows of other creators, uh, they're doing exceptional stuff. Um, like Batman's killing it right now. Joshua Williamson, like you said, with Instant Frontier, like Robin is so good. Robin's good. I'm a little behind, but like because uh, they were sold out of the, of the issues, but like I'm excited for that book. I'm yeah. glad. Uh, like I'm I'm into this joke when he's really good, and I like Joshua Williamson, so I'll probably check issue one out. Yeah, I'm actually really sad that I'm not picking up uh, his Future State Gotham book, which is the Red Hood book. Yeah, mm-hmm. because apparently it's black and white. Oh, and I'm like, if I had known that, artsy, what? Uh, I'll, I'll catch it. I'll catch you in trade, guys. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> um, I already get too much. Oh, I get it. Remember Gene Yang? We were so excited that Gene Yang was doing Batman Superman. Yeah, I was, but I didn't buy it. It is canceled. Boo. Yeah, uh, Batman Superman will be ending with issue twenty-two. Uh, this week, a uh, new issue came out. I don't remember what number, but um, sick ass cowboy variant yeah uh for batman and superman it was like an old pulpy cowboy variant cover for the two of them yeah. i was like nice this is kind of cool i really like the book i think it's really great i just have to wonder if that's a like they already have so many books out of like the sales aren't there unfortunately it must, it must be but it sucks because gene yang deserves to be on superman oh i agree yeah, yeah. um but don't take tom taylor off please. yeah don't take, <laughs> I, I can't, can't kill I can't. kennedy johnson no give, there you go. give oh, yeah. yeah give yang uh uh action action comic i yeah. forgot that book even existed most people will as soon as Superman Son of Kala comes out. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. E3. We teased yes. it at the top. There the was E3 last week. Three. Uh, we're just going to talk about Nintendo. Yes. So uh, and Briefly. How about someone else pick it up? Because I don't. Okay. So, yeah. The biggest thing. Because we talked about a bunch of E3 stuff like two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 It was like two weeks ago. And pretty much the biggest thing that came out after that was Nintendo. If you want to if you want to see the whole stuff, once again, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, newest episode that's up or coming up. Uh, not, uh, soon. Soon. All the stuff that we're going to talk about is there with me and me, Inga, and Patrick. But Nintendo, I'm just going to say this. Metroid. <laughs> what the? What no? Are you okay? Oh. What, uh, what happened? Me. What happened? Emma attacked me. Oh, sorry. Oh, Jesus. Jeez. Oh. You okay? <laughs> scared. Really scared the shit out of me. She scratched you? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh. Emma. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's we can't okay. derail. We're live. Wow. <laughs> Let me All just right. ride ahead. the pain. Go ahead, uh, Ben. Oh, okay. Uh, Jesus. All right. So, uh, Metroid Dead. Uh, dead. <laughs> Metroid Dread. Oh, Hell yeah. yes. I, I feel dead. <laughs> Metroid Dread. That's the the thing that is essentially saved the entire conference for me because holy shit, that, that looks awesome. Advanced Wars 1 and 2 are getting rebooted. That's camp. awesome. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. And uh, Breath of the Wild looks awesome, but also I'm nostalgic bitch, so I'm going to buy the Zelda Game & Watch because I can't help myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- <laughs> my one 
my one E3 prediction that came true was that they'll show Breath of the Wild. Everything else was a failure. Uh, I'm giving myself the Metroid one just as like a semi. You no. said Metroid ben, Prime 4. You can't set rules. I watched it. You yeah. said Metroid we Prime 4. You shut rules. up. You yeah. also said they'll they'll announce Metroid Prime 1 through 3 on Switch. Yeah. You were in every every way wrong. All right, and all like right. it's still cool that they announced a Metroid thing. No points for you. But no. All right. All right. You were you were full of shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was my prediction. No, I get you, and you didn't get it. Um, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo Direct did have a really good uh, E3 showing. Um, I uh, The Super Mario Party one is interesting. It's yeah. not what mm-hmm. I anticipated for the next Mario it's Party. Games, they're, they're bringing back a whole bunch of the stuff from previous games, yeah. which is cool. Um, I, th- I know that's one that uh, will be got for our house very quickly because Megan loves Super Mario Party. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying. Uh, like the WarioWare is coming back too. WarioWare is so good. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Um, I don't have a lot of connection to that. Uh, it's never been. I love it's never games. been major for me, but this one might appeal more because this is a heavier focus on co-op play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I have always liked WarioWare more than Mario Party because I find the WarioWare mini games to be a hundred times more exciting and fun than a lot of the Mario Party games. But that's personally me. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not knocking that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do like that there's a greater focus for like co-op play for this one. Yeah. Um I yeah. think that's that's going to make it a greater appeal. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, the the Metroid news is exciting. Um I'm I will say like while I am excited about Metroid Dread uh getting announced uh, specifically for you Ben. Um kind of kind of sucks that they still can't seem to get anything about like oh we're going to bring like classic Metroid right to the Switch proper off the right. ground or the Prime stuff. Uh the, granted like they still could bring Metroid Prime one through three uh, there, but um, I'd like to imagine who knows? that yeah. they will do that, but probably closer to the release of, of Prime uh, that's Four. That's what I'm betting for, and and technically, yeah. and also if you ha- if you're subscribed to the Nintendo Switch Online, you can play Super Metroid, so which is the SNES Metroid, which everyone's saying is like the well, not just Super Metroid, but also the original one on the NES. Metroid. So you have Metroid one and Metroid three because Metroid two, when it first came out, was a Game Boy game. So uh, I'm not gonna like. You know, say it's Nintendo's own game property, Metroid. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, that they might take more love and care to it. However, um, I was listening to the uh, group talk about this was Waypoint again. Um, them talk about uh, Republic Commando on the Switch, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they pretty much like did nothing to fix it up yeah, for they the, it out. the Switch mm-hmm. presentation. And so, like, that game plays better on the Xbox. And I am nervous that that will like Metroid Prime will straight up end up looking better. If you pop the GameCube disc into your Wii, then it will on the Switch when they do the port. Because I I am nervous about Nintendo just not putting the effort in. You're scared that they're going to do another Super Mario 3D All Star situation. I think we all should be because like I I I think it's really disappointing that Nintendo doesn't seem to want to take full advantage of what like they can print money on the Switch with so many titles and they're just not doing it. And when they do it, they seem to do it half ass. That's that had and that has me that has me the most nervous about these kind of things, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a big bummer. Like it's great that we're getting Metroid Dread. I'm like I don't know how you're not how you're not pulling this off. Yeah, um, uh, especially as you brought up Ben, like uh, this is something that d- didn't come up w- in the anticipation of E3, but I assume that you were thinking it, like because it's Zelda's anniversary. Mm-hmm. Sure, they showed Breath of the Wild too, Ben, but they didn't announce anything for Zelda to the, come. The like, only thing beyond Skyward Sword, that's all we're getting. No, the only thing that's they announced. Things, it, the, the only thing they announced for Zelda's 35th anniversary was the Game and Watch. That's three things, right? But I mean, like uh, what that. what Ben was uh, saying is like this is Zelda's big anniversary just like mm-hmm. mario had a big anniversary shouldn't we be getting like 
Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask and Link Between Worlds all in a collection on the Switch. Shouldn't that be a thing that's happening at this it point? It should be a thing, but it's not Bella a greedy. thing. Which, which is just uh, yeah. you know another example of... No, a lot of fans, uh, after, once the dust settled and the euphoria came down, a lot of fans were criticizing. It's like, oh, all we're getting is a Game & Watch for Zelda. I mean, cool, you're doing the same thing you did for Mario, but Mario had an entire collection of classic games. At least they're not killing Zelda. True. Um, there was... I mean, as far as we know, the nothing. As far as we know, as, as far as I know, E3. Did, there was a. I mean, I don't know if they are. Go, if they are going to do a Zelda Direct later on, they probably aren't. Not this year, no. Not, yeah, definitely not this year. But um, I think that ship sailed at this point. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully, if they continue oh, production on the on the Zelda game and launch, which would be, would be nice, so that way, because scalpers scalpers suck, because they, they bought up all the Metroid Dread special editions. Because I didn't even know there was a special edition until I looked at Twitter three hours later. Yo, real quick, Metroid Dread looks sick, and it's also introducing like like a Resident Evil style like Mr. X who hunts you down. Yes. Um, and he just like follows you throughout the map, like like Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Eight. Mm-hmm. Sick. I I am so excited for that game still. Yeah. I am too. That I, looks really cool. I'm gonna do my damnest to get a special edition, but if I can, I'll sell it with the standard edition because sure. I'm buying the game no matter what. And right, same of course. With, same with the game to watch because holy shit, that looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, Mag says happy. Uh, with Advance Wars two, oh yeah, yeah, surprise mm-hmm. with Danganronpa. Danganronpa, yeah, yeah, that's a very yeah, that's popular a weird one. Danganronpa yeah. is a very popular um, uh, what's it called uh, uh, Otaki. What's the Otaki games? What are they called? Visual novel. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like a like Light narrative, novel. just narrative. Yeah. yeah, and also quick thing, Advance Wars was the one thing I did not know I wanted. At least my mind for that one. It. Yeah, holy crap! When they said the Orange Star Nation, because I just got the, the first GBA game for mm-hmm. Advance Wars, and those are getting hard to find. Ben, the last E3 that we, the talk that we had on E3, we were talking about how like, like Advance Wars, like they're never gonna bring it back. We literally talked about that. And, and guess then, what? They are. And there it is. That's why this like Nintendo really brought it to E3. Yeah. So this E3, that's why I made that view of Jesus blessing me with the E3 Direct, <laughs> <laughs> or Nintendo blessing <laughs> me with the E3 Direct. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, E3. That's what happened. Nintendo. Yay. Uh, very surprising that the Switch Pro. Or switch next gen the, announcement. Yeah. The funny thing is, this exact same thing happened um, with the with the switch and the switch light. All the rumors were that I think was coming out, and then like three weeks later, it did get announced. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everyone's like, we know it's coming. It's just like Ooh. everybody's known it's coming for like a year. They're like, yeah. it, it's clearly going to happen. It was just, it was. I think everybody was really anticipating like, oh, they're gonna, that's, yeah. they're gonna like bring E three home with that, and they didn't. And no. I, I will admit, like that was really shocking. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if if. We get a closer announcement to that with like Breath of the Wild. Too, I I probably. I suspect that um, they don't want to roll out like the PS5 and the Xbox for manufacturing reasons, mm-hmm. and I think that we might actually not see it this holiday, yeah. which is why it wasn't announced. Is because they want to make sure there are enough units in stores, mm-hmm. and I think if they uh, push for holiday this year, there might not be. Also, fix the Joy Contract that has one. All right, final question on E3: Breath of the Wild 2022. Yay, nay, and if yay, when in the year? Go I ahead. don't know when in the year, but it's definitely next year. Because uh, Nintendo's, like, you, Nintendo's good you mean about like dates. when I think it'll come out. Yeah, because they said 2022. If you say yes, 20 yes, 2022. When in 2022? Nintendo has a better track record of actually hitting their dates. So yeah. I suspect that the fact that they announced one means it will be 2022. But I also like Ryan believe it will be pretty much cut in the sleeve at the very end of the year. Me too. I'm thinking November holiday release for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hear more of what Ben had to say because Ryan and I couldn't attend on Basement Arcade Pause Menu. It's yeah. True. Pretty face. All right, Assassin's Creed. <gasps> uh, we know that the Assassin's Creed TV series is coming. We now know that it will be written by Jeb Stewart, who is probably most known for his script for Die Hard. This is wild because this is like an old, not like old guy, but like Die Hard is obviously from the '80s. So like, 
This guy's like a like a like a established dude. Yeah, that's all. This gave me like super big hope, and they went like focus on action and stuff. Yeah, he d- he did. He also did the Fugitive. Um, that movie's awesome. And then he retired for like thirteen years. Dude, that's awesome. And then came and then started doing stuff again in 2010. Uh, but he's also currently because I know you watch the Vikings TV series. He's doing the spinoff Valhalla. That's Ooh. incredible. Yeah, this guy's just like I want to make I want to make stuff again. Thirteen years later. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, so that's so he's doing it. So cool. It's man, happening. Good for him. That's man. We watched that movie, right? Make it better than the movie. <laughs> we watched that movie, and I we forgot did. it. I I didn't watch that movie. You guys did. Right. I remembered everything that took place in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That stuff was cool. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy, the <gasps> new Star Trek show coming to Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus. Another, has another animated, another animated, another yes. one, another one. This is uh, by the studio and two of the show, two of the writers from Troll Hunters. Nice, um, DreamWorks Troll Hunters. I'm really excited for this. Um, we got who the cast is going to be. We got a reveal. Reveal. It's on the internet. You can see what these people look like. But really quickly, uh, Riley Alas Rockqui, sure, okay, will play Rock Talk, a, oh. a bricker. Uh, Bricar. I don't know how they pronounce the name because it, it's a in book. It's a it's an in book character mm. alien species and never actually been on screen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's first time on screen. So first time canon. Uh. And an and an unusually bright eight year old girl who is described as being a bit shy, but not when it comes to her love for animals. Well, gee, look at that. Brett Whoa. Gray will play Dull or Doll D A L. A hopeful 17-year-old from an unknown species who apparently fancies himself a maverick of the crew. Ooh. Angus Emery. What? I was going to say keep away from a goose. Oh. (laughs) Angus Emery, who, uh, if anybody's seen The Kid Who Would Be King, he plays young Merlin. Okay. Um, He will play uh, a Medusan. That dude was pretty good. Yeah, he's gonna play a Medusan uh, called Zero. A Medusan is a character for the, is a species from the original series, a non-corporeal, genderless, energy-based life form who wears a containment suit to protect the other shipmates. Okay. Jason Manzukis. Now we're getting the people we hear we actually have heard about. Jason Manzukis. He's in everything. You're right. We'll play Jancum Pog. Bless you. A 16-year-old Tellerite. Uh, who is likely to bring some debate to the team as he is known for playing devil's advocate. You get him. Ella Purnell will play Gwyn, a 17-year-old Van Nakat who was raised on her father's bleak mining planet and grew up dreaming to explore the stars. I don't know what that species is. These are all words. And then Dee Bradley Baker, who is currently doing The Bad Batch, Uh um, will play Murph, whose agent species are unknown, Murph. but who is described as an endearing and destructible blob with curiosity, with curiously good timing and an, in, an insatiable appetite for shit parts. Hmm. What's up? I'm Burf. I'm Burf. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's the cast. That show is happening. Cool. Sweet. Star, Star Trek continues Star to Trek, make guys. things. Yeah. I, I'm excited, so I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. I think it's cool that we're getting some traction there. Traction? I some didn't want to do it on purpose. Yeah, I know. Vulcan 5? No. John Wick Chapter 4 has cast Hiro- Hiroyuki mm-hmm. Sanada, Hell yeah. who was last seen in Mortal Kombat, a scorpion. And an Army of the Dead. Nice. Army of the Dead. Being, yes. making ha- Having to do bad racist jokes. <laughs> um, uh, and, a, and a long line of, of, of Chinese foreign films, uh, foreign action films and things. He Japanese. has joined... Japanese. Uh, thank you. Um, ha- well, has joined John Wick Chapter 4. This is interesting because he was offered a role in John Wick Chapter 3 and chose to do Endgame instead. And then he was in it for two minutes. And then uh, now he gets to do it again. Now he gets another shot. I bet he regrets that. Not for 
him being bad in that movie, but he was literally in that movie for two minutes. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'd actually like to be an actor. <laughs> I guess the rumor was that he was supposed to be the blo- the bald dude in uh, John Wick Chapter 3. Oh, okay, I gotcha. That yeah. would have been... Oh, that's that's the uh, that's the the Master Chef guy. Yeah. The, oh man, he's good in that though. So okay. But now he gets another chance. He gets to be in John Wick Chapter Four. I'm very excited. Very cool. More so John Wick. I'm I'm into it. Speaking of Mortal Kombat though, good we all here. we reviewed Mortal Kombat Legends of Scorpion. We did. We did. We uh, enjoyed it on a whole. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wanted well, more. We're getting more. <gasps> <laughs> a sequel uh-huh. is coming. Mortal Kombat Legends, uh, Battle of the Realms. I'm so happy. Yeah, me Unexpected, too. Unexpected, yeah. Uh, this will reunite the original Scorpion's Revenge cast of Joel McHale, Jennifer Carpenter, and Jordan uh, Rodriguez, who played Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, and Liu Kang. Everyone else is coming back. I'm not going to read the whole list. Yeah. Great. Nice. Um, but the new roster, because they're adding characters. Of course. Um, will include Bayarda de Merguay as, sure. as the second Sub-Zero. Mm. Okay. Um, Matthew Lang. Matthew Mercer as Striker and Smoke. Ooh. Oh, that's great. All right. Matt Yang King as Kung Lao. Okay. Yes. Emily O'Brien as Jade. Uh-huh. Yes. Deborah Wilson as Kit- Kitten Devora. Devora is a bug lady. Um, Deborah Deborah Wilson is um she was um uh the lady in in the Star Trek the Star Wars game with Cal Kestis. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, is she like okay. the She was like the older black lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I love her. Yeah, she's okay. from Mad TV. That's where I know her most recently. Ah. And then Paul Nakauchi. Na- oh wow. Wait. You just like sent me on a flashback. Hold up. Hold up. There. Hold up. Quick time out for a second. Is that the same actor who go who does the famous Mad TV sketch of Can I Have Your Number? No. Is that the no. Same no. 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 But no. it's the okay. same show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got. You're on same track. Uh, Paul Nakauchi. Na- We'll play a Lin Kuei Grandmaster. Cool. So, yeah. That's probably like a flashback. So excited thing. to see that guy. Me That's too. great. That's cool. Yeah. I'm really excited for this. I really li- I like the first one. Happy for more. It's, yeah, it's me awesome. too. It's cool that the, 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 the sequel, which will still be like in the past of, of Mortal Kombat lore, is bringing in characters from MKX because Devora is a more recent character. Yeah, the the uh, plot of this is, if you remember, if anybody remembers the end of Mortal Kombat Legend Scorpion's, Scorpion's Revenge, it ends with Shao Kahn. Ready to invade Earthrealm. Yeah, that's MK3. That's where we start in this movie. That's right. Great. Hell yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, directed by Ethan Spaulding with, ri- with screenplay by Jeremy Adams, who did the first film. So they're returning. Awesome. And this will be out summer 2021. It's not perfect, but it's good time. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I'm glad there's more Mortal Kombat coming. Same. Good times will be had by all. Heads will roll. Now we're in this week. Woo! 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 So that's this week. So if you, do, if you didn't know, if you didn't want to know the last week, welcome, welcome. back. Um, We're here. Just going to check the, the comments. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man. The comic run for The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current run of Nick Spencer will be leaving 74. It's a long, long Weird number road. to go out yeah, on. Yeah. I was, man. Like one short of 75? One more. Come on. It makes me think that like like issue 75 will be like like a weird like anniversary issue or something. It's going to be big. Yeah. It's going to be like he'll still be on it with like a bunch of other people. They find an excuse. It'll be the Venom 200 of the end of the run. I don't know if it will be because. No. So issue 74 will be an 80 page special. Oh, okay. Which comes out September 22nd. And then issue twenty, issue seventy five oh, starts you have the it. new run. Oh, okay, shit. Okay, yeah. With Zeb Wells, Kelly but Thompson, Saladin Ahmad, K- uh, Cody Ziegler, and Patrick Gleason. I thought it was all. getting a new number one, so this makes sense then. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, because I was I was I gonna s- that. 
I was about to say, I was like, if they start 75 as the new run, that kind of makes sense of ending at 74. But if it was like I, 74, then number one, then that'd be weird. I respect that, first of all, because like when Tom King's Batman ended, everyone was like, are this going to renumber Batman number one? But like, uh, Tinian took over with like, you know, like issue 100. Um, and I respect that they want to keep the legacy numbering and stuff. So I'm glad that this is happening with the right. numbering at least. Sparks, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that they. it looks like they're just going for the reverse effect of like, 75 is where you jump in, baby. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so it looks like that these, that the new team, they, they're not going to all write um, a spy, I mean, Every Spider-Man. Week. No. All the time. It will be three times a month, though. Yeah. Sure. This is going to be triple shipping. They've done this before. Um, back in, in like the mid-2000s, like when Spider-Man was super hot after the movies and stuff, like they were doing thrice a month, which yeah. is... Spider-Man's always hot, baby. <sighs> which is... But especially when those no, movies were you. hot. Um, like, that's just a lot of money. Yeah, so this yeah. will usher in a new era called Spider-Man, Spider-Man Beyond. Yes! Uh, which will probably have a, other Spider's titles with some of these other writers. Um, and Ben Riley is the main Spider-Man. This You're is, goddamn right is, he is! <laughs> I was literally just like complaining online. Like, like th- this Nick Spencer run, like, it's fine. But like, it's just... It is... It is. It is. It's boring. It's just boring, and that doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just boring. I am so tired of regular Peter Parker. I am like maybe I'm tired of Peter Parker, or they just do something. They should just do something new with him, like an Immortal Hulk. But instead, they're just going to throw him away, which which I guess is fine. Uh, ben Riley's a really cool guy, and I I'm so happy he's getting more spotlight because there's not a lot of people who even know he exists. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I I don't share the opinion about Spencer's run, but yeah. um, that's because I was burned by the slaughter and wanted the mm-hmm. return. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I, I am a Ben Riley defender, so Hell you yeah. want to bring him back out of the word work? I am here for it. Hell yeah. We kind of have a good news, bad news sandwich, so I apologize for that. Oh, no. Um, X-Force Killshot. Oh, yeah. Also oh. announced this week. Yeah. Rob Liefeld will be returning to write a 30th anniversary special, uh, which will be a story about Cable and his counterparts assembling five different X-Force squads throughout time to converge on Asteroid S for an all-out assault to defeat Strife once and for all. So... At first, all I saw this news was people talking about Twitter about how X Factor got canceled, and they're bringing it back in a so, uh, which was a queer, a very queer, powerful book. Yes, and then they're and then Marvel's bringing Such in a guy a who has attacked queer writers before, mm-hmm. and then he's not go- just queer writers, Ben attacked the X line in general. Yeah, yeah, that guy. So, and then of course, what I what else I read is like he's writing X Factor, and my heart sank because I absolutely hi Astra. I love, absolutely love Benjamin Percy's uh, X Factor. X Force. X, damn it, X Force. I love that X Force book. And my thought process was, son of a bitch, am I gonna have to like not get rid of? Or am I have to get rid of X Force now? Am I gonna have to take that off my pull list? Yeah. Well, this yeah, this X Force will not. It's it looks like it's just a one shot anniversary <laughs> issue. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Sorry, our our cats ruined our my our our, our thingy. Well, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like lopsided. No, you need to move the actual head itself. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Better. There we go. There That's we good. Go. That's good. Beautiful. We could definitely cut this out live. <laughs> yes, uh, Ben, I share your sentiment. Rob Liefeld sucks. He's a big bad bad jerk man, and it's not like he said these things, you know, 20 years ago. He said them very very recently, like yeah. literally months ago. Yep, cuz pretty um, much my entire ex Twitter feed was just um uh, fans um, just talking about how it's bullshit, how Rob Liefeld's coming to write an X, uh, I almost said X-Factor again, X-Force story, yeah. and yet X-Factor X got X-Line canceled. anything. Don't yeah. hire this man. And here's the, the, the unfortunate thing at the end of the day is, like, you know, um, Rob Liefeld sells comics, and it, he sells comics not to us, 
but there's a lot of people, uh, 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 and this isn't disparaging to like an entire generation, but older older comics fans who grew up with Rob Liefeld, like he has a he has a a, a sway on them that like, and I get it, dude. Like he created Deadpool, like X, like what is it, like uh. uh X Factor, like one or New Mutants one ninety eight, you know that was like huge issue. Like that dude was. So there's a whole generation who uh, his heroes return reborn thing. Yeah, is their jump back in oh, on Marvel. I read all of Heroes Reborn and here and I didn't read Heroes Return yet. Heroes Reborn, yeah, rules. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's really great. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's just like they know he'll sell, and like it's not like again he's not getting put on the main book because Marvel's like they're not that stupid, but they love money more than they care yeah. about their fans. Yeah. I'm and not even going to say Marvel. I'm going to say Disney. Disney, yeah. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still C. B. Cebulski is the one who's like, hey, do you, like he's like the editor sure. at Marvel, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. he's allowing mm-hmm. this to happen, and like at the end of the day, like this shit, it just it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, C. B. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, if you really like the X Men comics that are going on right now, and you like comics in general. The- don't buy this book. Yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about any of our, our our friends or fans or you know the executives. Don't buy this book. Yeah, I'm and still gonna buy the Benjamin Percy X Force book. Don't buy this book. <laughs> I'm buying the Benjamin Percy one. Yeah, yeah. Because he's actually you know also, a good writer. It, it's also funny because like like Major X, who is like the cra- the character he created a couple years ago, that was like a big failure, is like in this book now because yeah. like he wants it to be such a thing and like nobody cares. Someone said, uh, someone asked, why I'm so I'm so happy that Major X didn't get bastardized by this current X era and he's like yeah I took that character away from Marvel so fast I didn't want him used in this era it's like yeah "Yeah, you didn't want him used you definitely saved him Rob for sure you know what the second that you said that Ryan made me think of the Mean Girls when he was like stop trying to make Matrix happen he's not going to happen it's true all of it I'm pretty sure it's like Storm's son it's awful Eternals Oh, cool. Eternals. Eternal Thanos Rising is a new one-shot coming from Kieran Gillen and Dustin Weaver. Um, Eternals are created, not born. They have families, but their families make no new children. It's simply not what Eternals do. Some of them thought they could find a way to change that and believed it would be for the best. They were terribly, terribly wrong. It's going to be Thanos' origin story. So, I think some of you have read Thanos' origin story, and it's by Jason Aaron. It's called Thanos Rising. Yes. Um... I'm very curious if they're going to just retcon that away. Um, Hello, am I sounding good? Oh, you you were, were a little loud. Loud. Oh, sorry. Um, and I'm and I think that's a really fun book, and like it explores like like Thanos like before he lost his humanity as like a kid. And I'm like, I I, I really like that. I, I have there's value to that comic, and I'm just worried that like I love Kieran Gillen. Like he is like the like one of the best Thanos writers, and he's doing the Eternals run right now, which is really fun and really inventive. So like I just hope they don't get rid of that for just. C- to make it more like I'm with you MCU stuff because like yeah. Thanos might be like doing eternal stuff and I'm like uh... yeah I get you but like I think this is going to be a good book I just don't want it to destroy other continuity sure yeah. the boys da boys are back has in town. been cast canceled well there's more people more cast people in, cast in the boys Sean Patrick Flannery will play Gunpowder cool Nick Wetch Weschler will play Blue Hawk Neat. cool Miles Gaston Villanueva Gaston Villanueva, yeah. I feel like he might. Okay, guys. So Miles Gaston Villanueva is actually a friend of mine, (gasps) and uh, we (laughs) y'all like. uh, And uh, so back in 2012, I did a show with this guy. He was uh, the lead in a production of Romeo and Juliet that I was in, and uh, I shit you not, and I'm not blowing smoke up his butt. There's a reason I've kept in touch with him for all these years. He was one of the nicest. And just like most compassionate lead actors I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. um, this is a sweet, sweet guy who has been like making his way through the business really well, and I've paid attention. Um, 
He was in uh, briefly in the CW Nancy Drew show most recently before he got cast in this. Uh, he did the Law and Order dun, series dun. about the. Uh, I think it's the the Mendoza brothers. I don't remember the exact name. Um, um, the Americans, the American crime the brief story? like mini series yeah. thing for Law and Order. Yeah, um, he was one of the brothers for that. Uh, he's he's excellent. Um, he's very talented. I I am also not uh, bullshitting you when I say he is the sexiest man I have ever met <laughs> in real life. <laughs> and we're all in the room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this guy like the world knew it because like this guy like. He'd run on stage from like having to run around the back, and he was just like steam was coming off him. He's so <laughs> goddamn. Um, he's great. He's a great guy. Uh, you pull up pictures. I'm Boy. seeing like what Supersonic looks like. Oh sure. Uh, yes, yeah, so he's playing Supersonic. He is playing Supersonic. Uh, I am. I am so happy for him. Um, I'm very very lucky to uh, know Kayla Cromer, who's on Everything's Gonna Be Okay, and now Miles gets to be on The Boys, which is really really great for him. Uh, I cannot wait to watch him in the show. He's awesome. This is incredible news. Uh, I've already gushed with him about it. Um, this is really, really great. And someone you don't know, but Lori Holden has also been cast as Crimson Countess. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was uh, on Walking Dead. Yeah. Lori cool. Holden. That's a... Uh, I think she's a blonde lady. Oh, yeah. I don't care about that. She's a blonde lady. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's some new soups coming I'm to so the boys. I, I, I freaked out when I saw this. That's so cool. So much. Yeah. Like I could. I I'm so happy for him. This is incredible. Smallville news. Somebody save me. Ben doesn't know it. Tom Welling dropped it on Cameo. Yeah, he did. Uh, Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum are developing an animated series that will continue Smallville, and they hope to get as many as the original cast members as sequel. possible. Sequel. Well, probably not one of them. Yeah, probably not one of them. Yeah. We know who it is. Which one? Chloe. Chloe. Oh, yeah. Probably I don't know if you guys Chloe. heard <laughs> that she's been on trial recently. Oh, no. They definitely heard. And <laughs> no, no, no. But like, she recently said, you know, guys, I think this might have been the biggest mistake of my life. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, now you think that. Yeah, thanks. Oh, that's so sad. They found her guilty, right? Well, I don't know yet. <laughs> you really just need Lois. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would like them to get Ollie back. Yeah, I would yeah. like to get uh, Ollie back. Um, well, he's still doing good stuff on uh, this. Justin is Hartley is doing uh, this, this is us. Yeah, yes. this is us. Yeah. But if it's animated, you know, it could pop by. Yeah, yeah voice. I bet he'd love to. Half yeah. an hour. Question: Are they going to continue from the comics as well? They or? didn't say. They didn't say. Again, I, this was a cameo message. If I right, had the right. guess, I would say no. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't think they read it. I don't think they even. Well, care. you know what? Yeah. But you know what? But I think Rosenbaum might have read it. Yeah. I don't think Welling did. Yeah. But if they are doing this anime series, they might want to get Brian Q. Miller back because he wrote the end of the show and he wrote the comic books. Mm. So there is a possibility. Maybe. There. I mean, it's possible. I'm just speculating here. This I don't is know just what me. Brian Q. Miller is doing right now. So. I don't know what he's doing either. But this is just me just going. Google. This is not. This has not been. This is not a green light. A green lit thing. They do not know where this is going to go. But they are, and they are as the two of them. Trying to actively get this into development. They're working on it, yeah. Which makes me happy. Yeah. Because cool. I like Michael Rosenbaum a lot. I like Tom Willing a lot. I pinged that entire show in college. You know this. You've learned I the really DVDs. like them as I really I really like how we left Tom Willing in Crisis on Infinite Earths. I like that too. I uh, oh my god. Do you know what Brian Q. Before. Miller is currently working on? Ben, say it. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Uh, say it out loud, Ben. <laughs> I have the power. 
No, Ben, Motherland Fourth Salem. Hey, that was your thing. I haven't seen Motherland. I saw He-Man. That's what I'm saying. Now you guys should definitely watch it because Brian Q. Miller is working on it. Wait, his he- wait awesome. which He-Man was I doing? actually was, I was one. like, huh? I feel like I saw his name recently. We did. And it was it was because it was in the opening of Motherland Fourth Salem, but I'm like, I have no confidence in what it was, but I saw his name recently, so I'm so glad you looked it up because, yes, that makes a lot of sense. That show's great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Look uh, at that. We got to talk about Motherland a second time. Beautiful. Get uh, in there, guys. Adam Xanadu. It's <gasps> getting a- New uh, uh, HBO Max Habu. TV series cool. from J.J. Abrams and Angela Robin Angela Robinson, um, who recently wrote Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Okay, mm. uh, they she is writing the script, uh, and there you go. Cool. Madam Zanadu, she's a Justice League Dark Lady. Mm-hmm. And she is. And she was in the Swamp Thing TV Swamp Thing? series. Yeah, I was gonna say. Which I have yet to see. Probably not the same person. Probably definitely not. not. They're definitely gonna make her a white lady. <laughs> Did you guys like Love oh and Monsters? Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Did you guys like Love and Monsters? Yeah. I loved yeah. it. That was a great movie. Yeah. Guess what? What? Sequel. I know this one. I'm not Matthew Robinson, it. who is the writer for Love and Monsters, oh. has been hired to write the script for Rogue One. Rogue Squadron. Do, Rogue do, do, do. Squadron. Oh, sweet. That's the That's Patty what Jenkins? I said. Pretend right? I said that yeah. first. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Patty Jenkins, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie. Sweet. That movie's actually happening. Is this yeah. the person? Is this the person? No, it was the writer for Acolyte, right? That it was going around that, like, they've never seen a Star Wars thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. Leslie Headland uh, hired someone specifically because I love Star that. Wars fandom went, ah! Yeah, because yeah. I went, Meh. Yeah. They did it to Star Trek. J.J. <laughs> Abrams hadn't seen Star Trek. Marvel <laughs> movies do this all the time. And oh, it yeah. shows. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh has not read a Marvel book. I don't care what the hell he says. 100%. <laughs> but he made a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, he did. I am certain at some point in his life he read a Marvel book. Sure, but he's More not like importantly, in it. No. He's, he's read Shakespeare and <laughs> directed Shakespeare. That's what that Thor movie sure. is. Um, yeah. Who cares? Shut up. Um, the Toxic Avenger. <gasps> Guys, Elijah Wood is in the movie. <laughs> I have whiplash. <laughs> I'm sure he does too for some reason. Elijah Wood is in the movie with Julia Davis. They both joined the cast. Elijah Wood is not the, pl- the villain. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon is, uh, but yeah, he's now in the movie. Kevin Bacon, Peter Dinklage, and Elijah Wood. What a cast! What a cast! Yeah, what a cast! It makes me. It just really makes me wonder. Where like, it was just like, oh, I'm too busy that week. I can't do it. And then like, oh no, I'm actually busy. Like, and do you have any other roles? I could just like be in this movie. Yeah. Because like, that's cool. Guys. Yeah. You know, there's a new Transformers movie coming. Oh uh, yeah. There's there actually is. three. But one of them is filming right now. Oh no! Terminator Three. Rise. I don't believe in anything till it's actually filmed. Rise of the Machines. Until I see a trailer, no, I don't believe. I, I believe in when it starts filming. It goes into production. Like we know, yes, casting, they are filming casting, something. I'll be like, yeah, sure. Casting yeah. is pretty real. If though. we remember, if we remember, we actually did. To be fair, we actually have not talked about a Transformers movie because, like Sparks, we were all just kind of like, look, when one of them gets off the ground, we'll talk about it. Yes. Anthony Ramos and Dominic uh, Fishback. Uh, will uh, are starring in a Transformers movie that is currently filming in New York City. It was set in 1994. That's awesome. It is written by Stephen Cap- Capel Jr., uh, directed by Stephen Capel Jr., and it is called Transformers Rise of the Beasts because it is introducing the Maximals, the Predacons, and the Terracons. Okay, so... First of all, yes. bad name. <laughs> Rise <laughs> of the Beast. it's just like another generic Transformers so, name. So, very exciting... Please don't be a prequel to the Bayformers. Well, they said... So, okay, I'm going to read you the thing. Do it. Returning to the action and spectacle that first captured moviegoers around the world 14 years ago with the original Transformers, Transformers Rise of the Beast will will take audiences on a 90s globetrotting adventure and introduce the Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons to the existing battle on the the Earth between Autobots and Decepticons. It looks like it is set between Bumblebee and Transformers. So, so, uh, So, I don't have a problem... 
if like we like because obviously like the uh, Bumblebee is in the Bayformers universe, but it did do its own like uh, like designs and stuff. If we move forward that it's in the same universe, but it just does like the old designs again, I'm okay with that. Like I wish we could just reboot, but like that's not what they're doing. So as long as they keep with the Bumblebee design aspect, and like I have no problems with how it. how is it a prequel? Well, real quickly, I uh, don't get it. Mag does 90, say Mag does say surprise with Maximals first appearing on film. That's not true. Maximals will be in the uh, upcoming animated series coming to Netflix at the end of July. Oh yeah, okay. Oh right, that that's yeah, right. Earth that's not out yet. Yeah, that's not out. Probably yet. means live action film. Oh, live action film. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Optimus Prime is returning as obviously mm-hmm. right. Optimus Primal in his G1 design there you like go. we saw him in the beginning and the mm-hmm. end of Bumblebee makes sense uh, Bumblebee is now a dune buggy alright so he's not the Chimera like we saw at the end of Bumblebee but the that's the new fine. Autobots joining him are the new Transformers joining him that we know for sure are RC Mirage Nightbird Air Razor Air Razor Rhinox yes. and Optimus Primal Okay, Rhinox is actually my favorite. Rhinox is really he he's a cool Rhinox. Rhinox was awesome. My, I love Rhinox. My favorite was always Dinobot. Yeah, because he's a Velociraptor. Uh, here's my suspicion. I think that this movie is not going to lay too much groundwork to lead into the Transformers so universe. Yeah, and if it does as well as Bumblebee, I think they're just gonna go. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore yeah. because it doesn't make sense anyway. Nope. Yeah. You can't make me think that these things happened before the events of that first movie. It doesn't work. Yeah. It functionally doesn't work at all. I understand that there's like, like the only loose connection is that like clearly there's a young version of uh, Simmons of, yeah, of Simmons in Bumblebee. Yeah. And I'm like, I can take that as a cute nod rather than actual prequel confirmation. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love Bumblebee. If this, if that is the direction they're going with, I don't care where they connect it. I'm just happy to see that the Beast Machines are in the movie, mm-hmm. are in a movie. I look those first two seasons of that Transformers anime are mediocre at best, but I cannot lie that I am excited for the third because of the Beast Machines. And what's mm-hmm. what's so exciting is like, unlike the original Transformers cartoon, which was like a nice like you know two D show, Beast Wars uh, doesn't hold up. Nope. No nope. looks. God awful. Just it, because like nineties CGI, that's what you're gonna get. So we're gonna yeah. get our actual first time seeing like what like they would look like. Yeah. And that's hella exciting to me. I'm gonna see a, a gorilla turn into a robot. Come yeah. on, give me a break. Dude, we're gonna see a freaking rhino turn into a robot. God, that's I am looking so, so silly. Yeah. Tra- so Beast Wars was my first introduction into Transformers. Mm. I only knew about Transformers thankfully thanks to a local video store that had the transform some of the Transformers movies. <laughs> like I thought Beast Wars was first. And like, oh wait, no, there's Transformers. Technically, cars. Yeah. I was gonna sense. say canonically. Canonically, Beast Wars is first. Canonically, yeah. yes, but to me. You know what I mean. Beast Wars was revealed to be a weird prequel. Very weird prequel. It'd be like that sometimes. So um, I'm going to assume no purple Megatron dinosaur. It doesn't say. I hope so. If it's connecting to the Bayformers, he's frozen in ice. No, that That's Megatron, true. the dinosaur <laughs> Megatron is different. It's true. It's not the same Megatron. Yeah, different oh. Megatrons. Okay, cool. Um, That's stupid. That is stupid <laughs> and I love it. It is dumb. He took the name because Megatron, that's not his real name either. His name is Megatronus. Oh, that's true, yeah. It's all dumb. I love it. So, his, so he took because there was a Megatron Prime in the ancient days. Yeah, oh sure. Explain that to the movie audience. Yeah, no, okay. the movie's gonna open in before time. There was <laughs> two <it's> Megatrons, <laughs> and one is an ice, and one's a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Scourge is the villain of this film. Okay. Uh, hey, remember in Beast Wars when um, Scourge? No, I'm gonna stop you there and say no. What's I don't remember. Bumblebee was. When the wasp was taken over by the ghost of Starscream? Nope, not even a little bit. Oh, I'm not even gonna pretend. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think I watched. Freaking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. But I do remember when they became Metallics, though. Uh, real really quick, cool. because it's easy to get distracted by all the Transformers stuff. It's really great that the leads are non-white leads. That's yes. really cool. Yes. Um, uh, uh, in the Heights was the the most recent thing this guy has been. Anthony in. Ramos. Yes. yes. Which I saw. Did I say that I saw that? I did. Um. Yeah, I'm really happy that they're. I'm I'm optimistic and hopeful, and I'm excited to see I'm the sequel optimistic. to Bumblebee. I'm excited to see the sequel to Bumblebee. Me yeah. too. That's um, all I care about. Yeah. Uh, I I think. I think they have an idea that like people like the Bumblebee and not. The I think they do too, part. and I think that this is going to be a test of like, hey, if we don't acknowledge that a lot and this is received really well, maybe we just keep this up. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Kind of really soft, and then like we get to redo reboot. everything again. Yeah. Yes, just keep the G one designs. Hell yeah. I'm kind of really looking forward to see animals transform. That'd be robots. so nuts if like it takes 15 years to get to the old designs that oh, we yeah. want. Mm-hmm. What a world. The beginning of Bumblebee is the best Transformers thing ever. Yeah, it's true. I, I'll also say like. I, I'm stoked about this. This is a cool time jump thing. If they do go forward, if they aren't trying to connect to Bayformers necessarily, uh, I really don't want them to pull uh, X-Men prequel films. Oh, uh, oh no, no, Every no. decade jump. I'm like, please don't do this. No, I think we're <laughs> I think we're safe. Snow White getting an animated reimagining. Rachel Ziegler has been cast. Hey, that's oh. really great. She oh. will soon be having her big break in West, West Side Story. Story. Nice. Maria! I am uh I am super curious what the Disney live action Snow White will be like mm-hmm. because there have been other live action Snow Whites that are not based. You on said Disney. animated. This is this animated, animated reimagining. This is animated so not live action. No, no, it's live action. That's it's what they it's a reimagining. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Uh, so that movie is Disney's first movie, so it's very sparse on its narrative. So there's a lot of room for them to develop some stuff, and I'm really curious how they're going to do that without stepping on the toes of like the things that have been done in other places. Yeah. Um, I'm super intrigued. And then we've been starved for some Knives Out casting. It's been like, what, two weeks? Two weeks since Knives <laughs> Out. Well, we got one. Samara Weaving. Fantastic. Oh, the Knives Out sequel. Is this the greatest cast ever? Might be. It might be. Samara Weaving is great. She's going to be in G.I. Joe Origins. Um, She's from... Ready or Not. Da Babysitter. Ooh. Da Babysitter. Yes. Yes. Uh, and Bill and Ted. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was so good in that. She was. Ready Trailers. or not. <gasps> trailers. T-Talk? T-Talk. Oh my God, we're, we're here. in the trailer park? We're in the trailer park. Yay. We have many names for this, but this is trailers. I love trailer park. Uh, real quickly, I'm just going to talk about two trailers up top that you guys have not seen. Uh, Star Trek Picard had its second season trailer. Um, this was very interesting to me because they're doing an alternate reality. Okay. Mm. That Q is somehow involved in. So mm. John DeLancey mm. returns as Q, mm. uh, which is cool because I like that character. Uh, the trailer is really fun because you get to see them together again after many, many years. I like Q a lot from Next Generation. Yeah. We do see alternate reality versions of the characters that we met in season one. Ooh. Which is always my jam, but also I kind of wanted more time with these characters before we got this because I don't really know them that well to care about how they've changed. That makes that seems fair. Yeah. Man, they got a race to these points because Patrick Stewart's old, so you know. I know. <laughs> but this, they've done this in like third season. I'm on board. But second season, I'm like a little too soon because I, st- I just got to know these guys. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, I do like the Star Trek Picard characters more than the other live action Star Trek shows. Um, Discovery being the only one. But <laughs> um, I like those characters. There's a guy that there's a guy. There's a captain of a ship that you specifically, Ryan, would really like. Uh, his name is uh, Captain Ramos or something. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he's just he's just chomping on a cigar, and he's got holograms of his of his of himself wandering around all over the place. Okay, he's a really cool guy who just does not care about anything because he was burned by Starfleet. That sounds all right. He's a fun character. I like cigars. I remember when I was burned by Starfleet. <laughs> uh, seven of nine, and the alternate reality does not have a Borg implant anymore. Is she nine of seven? No, oh. she's just human. Mm. Aren't we all really? Well, yeah. <laughs> so again. I'm really excited for this. I really like Starship Picard. I'm excited for a second season. I like this trope, but I'm not sure if now is the time to do it because uh, I want more time with the characters. Word. Then the other one is Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans. Uh, that is the final word on Mark Guggenheim and Gilbert de Toro's Troll Hunters saga, which started with Troll Hunters with Anthony Elshin, who passed away, uh, went to Three Below, uh, and then to Wizards, and now to this final Wizards. this final moment. Uh, Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time is in Wizards, and I didn't know that until after I'd watched this trailer. Really? Yeah. So, uh, Troll Hunters is a really great series that Azara got me into. Guillermo del Toro is incredibly passionate about it, uh, and having him doing an animated kids show is really fun. The animation is incredible. There's there's shots of this. We didn't watch it because we didn't really have the time, but I really actually wish that you would sometime because it's not a spoiler, but these Titans look incredible. In this animation. Are they big boys? They're huge. There's there's moments where I'm just like, damn, this is this is wild for a basically what I, what they're doing for a TV show budget. Cool. Admittedly, they'd have a higher budget than like Fast and Furious Speed Racers or yeah, yeah, yeah. or Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. But I I was really impressed with this show and I'm really excited for this movie. Right on. That's that. So it's going. Oh, it's a movie, not a show. This is a movie. So mm. it's the final it's the movie finale. Cool. It's Endgame, baby. That's nice. All right. It is literally Endgame. Because it's crossing over everything. Nick Offerman, Nick Offerman's character gets into a giant robot and fights a giant monster, rock monster. It's really cool. Robots. Because he's an alien. Oh. He's aliens and trolls and magics. Morgan Le Fay, Merlin. Make, it all makes sense. Brett. I'm glad you have this. Who's the Filch? From he, Harry Potter? Yeah, he's Merlin. Oh, okay. okay I gotcha. Oh. Yeah, he's fun. I was like, Filch shows up? What? <laughs> no, not the <laughs> character. Crossover. Um, I, I Specifically, so someday, I know you have plenty of on your t- plate, but someday I think you'd really enjoy it. Yep, when I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaw Man. <gasps> I love weird anime. Yeah. This looks nuts. Yeah, uh, I just know uh, a lot of people I follow on Twitter love the manga, Same. and they're saying the manga is, is insane. Same. And like, they're surprised how quickly uh, an anime was made, but that's just because... Like, uh, I, I have talked to some other people who are very nervous about One Punch Man problems. Yeah. Um, for anyone who knows, the One Punch Man manga took off. They made an anime that first season. Is incredible, it gorgeous is. animation, looks great. And then season uh, two, season two sucks. Um, <laughs> it's like, a yeah, bad like anime a, adaptation. A production uh, change, and yeah. uh, because it it took too much work to make it look that good, and a lot of people are nervous that Chainsaw Man's going to have the same whiplash reaction where it's going to be like real hot first season, and they're going to be like, "Great, yeah. we got it out there, we nabbed our audience. All right, lower that money budget, crunch those numbers. Here we go." Season two. If you've two. seen this trailer, like it, the the animation, it, like it looks the quality awesome. is insane. especially especially because like this is what happens when like. This is what happens in the new age. It used to be like, uh, you know, an anime comes out too close to the manga, so they create filler. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the new age where it's seasons, so an anime comes out too close to the manga, so it takes longer to get the next season up, but that doesn't mean that they necessarily put the money into taking the time to make the next season good. Mm-hmm. And so you run into new kinds of issues, and that's uh, what's happened with Promise Neverland. It happened with One Punch Man, and a lot of people are like, oh, Chainsaw Man's the new hot thing, and if it follows that trend, that's really going to suck because mm-hmm. it's going to be a one real great season and then poopy after <laughs> the uh the monster the chainsaw man 
thing design looks like something from Dead by Daylight. Yeah, uh, yes. he's got totally chainsaws does. for hands, and then like a his, giant face, on his face, like a giant chainsaw <laughs> nose. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I have no idea what the plot is, but like I don't need to. It looks great. Uh, <laughs> looks really fun. I, I mean, all the stuff that we saw was in Japanese, so I'm like, oh, very what's gory. Going on? I would. Th- there was very little dialogue. Yeah. yeah, I am ready to talk about Sexy Beasts, a new <laughs> talk about it. reality show on Netflix. This looks stupid. Oh my god, does it? I mean, like, this is definitely something that's, like, if I was hanging out with a bunch of friends and, like, we were drunk, we're like, yo, you want to watch one of these? Y'all like, want to get high? I will never watch this on my own. The prosthetic <laughs> looks really good. Your prosthetics are surprisingly one, nice. The Here's one a- plus I will give this show is that the makeup is phenomenal. Yes, it is. It uh, is really all, good. All the masks and makeup are phenomenal. And look, my thing is... I can tell that everybody is hot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's very clear that everybody is still hot, and I'm like, wh- this. The whole thing means nothing if you know that the person is still attractive. There are no yeah. uggos on that screen. Right. Yeah. Like the the whole point should be to like truly mask them, and like mm-hmm. th- there should be a, like a variety of different people of different types, and it's like no, everybody's just super attractive, and then we made them look e- the, weird. Everybody's ripped. <laughs> like <laughs> like it's it, that's stupid. It's 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 an awful. It's a no idea. from me, Jake. It's an awful, <laughs> yeah. awful idea. God, I can't believe anybody thought of this. Temptation Island, but you're a dolphin. Teen <laughs> Titans go see Space Jam. So it's Teen Titans go see Space Jam. When I heard the pitch of this, I was on board. I was told that this is like a like Mystery Science Theater three thousand, where the Titans watch Space Jam, and it is kind of that. But it's also. But they it, have they have control to interrupt. But it. if it's like from what the trailer gives us, it's it they stop the movie and make jokes instead of just watching it like. Well, like that's as a, they go. I don't mind if they did that like in the sense of like you know in Mystery Science Theater three thousand they take regular breaks throughout the film and if Not, they did that and like cut back I know what you're saying and I'm saying if they like just did that and then cut back to them like sitting in the room and they did a bit and then they go back into the movie and then they just comment as the movie is yes. playing. I'd be more here but that's for not that. What it looks like. I agree with you that if it's doing like these, uh, the characters aren't on the bottom of the screen where they pop up on screen. I don't even mind that. Like if it's it's the pausing the movie part that I yeah. agree with you, where I'm like, oh, uh, they're just they're gonna change the momentum of it. Yeah, um, and it makes you think it's think gonna be like an edited movie, so it's not gonna be like the full movie because like if they're pausing it that much, then then it'd be like a three hour broadcast. Mm. If they're pausing every mm. scene that much, mm, they uh, they could probably just push it to two hours and it'll be fine. Like it's an yeah. extra like twenty five minutes of them doing whatever they're doing. Because yeah. mm. that movie's not that long. I um, I it's a cute thing. I think it's fine that they're do- like you know cool. I'm I'm sure like I told Brandon I'm like if I were a dad who had a kid right now and they watched Teen Titans Go, I'd be like, look, it's a thing from my childhood mesh with a thing from your childhood, and here we go, let's bond and connect. <laughs> Uh, I, I think so, that's yeah. I think that's nice and like you know if this is a way to like this is probably the best way to bridge the young generation into the new Space Jam movie to even care about the original Space Jam movie mm-hmm. and for that I'm like you know that's cool true. that's inventive that's fun yeah 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 the Patrick Star show how about no boy I don't uh, yeah I wanted to give it a chance but uh, Patrick should never have been the main character of his own show and it's very clear and obvious and it was obvious when the pitch was made and it's obvious in this trailer and I have nothing else to say goodbye but he yeah. pulls a golf club out of his teeth that's how about no about it hey guys there's there's like 10 years of, of great Spongebob that you can just watch just like 10 mm, well I actually don't know the trajectory I stopped watching it when I grew up sure. but like you know there's a lot of really good there are years. five seasons of pretty darn there great there are five years of like gr- and of then the f- there's five more years of Spongebob and then there's more years there's five good and there's ye- some good movies there are some yeah. good movies there's also some great Wumbo in there oh yeah yes, that's true true. That's, yeah. In a, 
second season, third season, third season, fourth season, fourth season. It's it's seasons one through five. I'll tell you that. Wellington Paranormal. Yo, guys, I love what we do in the shadows so much. It's a great movie, Taka Waititi, and then they made a TV show, uh, another making a spinoff about just all the supernatural shit in, I love, in New Zealand. I, I love that TV show. I don't remember the name of the show, but a few years ago, someone tried to do Reno. It was on MTV. Someone tried to do Reno 911 for supernatural stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love British Reno 911 <laughs> for supernatural stuff, so I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks really funny. Um, okay. Tomorrow. The name of it. Sorry. Uh, sorry, or I should say, Chris Pratt tries to do Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow War. <laughs> okay, like the the my biggest thing about this movie is that just like it's the same problem I have with the Mark Wahlberg Infinite film, which is that Chris Pratt like hit a standard of I am hot hot action protagonist man, and that is all I play now. Yes, and I'm not here for it. I just I don't need less charming Peter Quill. Like I yeah, already, right. I already got like I already have enough Peter Quill in my life. I don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think the concept is interesting, but I also think it doesn't look like the movie's going to do anything. Anything special with it? Anything yeah. interesting with the interesting concept? Yeah. yeah. I even said like before we watched the trailer, Brandon. Like I want another trailer to sell me on unless this movie, there is it, a the, sub- prom- the the premise is cool, but unless there is a subplot about him like having a whole thing with his daughter from the future, that's what I'm waiting on. There's like some plot element they just have. But I don't think us. it's there. Yeah, it just might be generic. It's the final trailer, so we won't know unless oh, we watch yeah. the movie. Mm. I, have they ever done that before where they say final trailer? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes? Okay. Amazon uh, Prime likes to do that. Mm. Yeah, this is an, an Amazon Prime original, so it's free for you guys, for us. We can watch, watch it whenever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to. I might wait for reviews. I could do that with a lot of other things that sound more appealing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like gunpowder milkshake. <gasps> Hell yes. This was not my preferred trailer. I like the first one better, but I still love the concept of this film and want to watch it. Oh, okay. by yeah. the way, that American movie is coming out this week. What American movie? The Channing Tatum animated American movie. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh, the George Washington yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> America, right. the motion picture that's oh, coming out this weekend. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Oh yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. I, I got a blow in my name on it. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Gunpowder milkshake. Uh yeah, Karen Gillan. Uh, 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 Lena Headey. Lena Headey. Angela Bassett. Um, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Gina. Oh. Gina. Carano. No. no. Oh, What's Gina Carano's in, in Fast and Furious 6, which What's was Sorry, weird. yeah. That's I, right. I, no, sorry. Uh, Gina Torres? Gina, no. I don't know. God, what's her name? From oh, Watchmen. oh, Gugino. Oh, Reg- no. Carla Gugino. Carla Gugino. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I almost said Regina King, but that's, a, I was that's putting later. the C. I was putting in the C's and the G's in the wrong places. Except after E, yeah. Uh, yo, man, this looks like a fun, like, Assassin's movie full of ladies. Like, looks yeah. like a good time. Is this Netflix? Netflix. Yes. Cool. This looks like a lot. Netflix bought it. It was supposed to be mm. theaters, but Netflix bought oh, it. Good job. It. This looks like a fun pew pew. Let's blow stuff up. And also, yeah. Paul, Paul Giamatti. Is that the name we were yes. looking for? No, it, it well, wasn't no, the name we were looking for. But it's a name. It's a it's a good name. It's a name in the movie. Mm-hmm. Good for Paul Giamatti. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really excited. But what was it? Doesn't matter. Jellystone. Jellystone. It's cool that they're making it. I don't it, know how I'm gonna. Some how jokes much, seem funny. Some yeah. jokes seem funny. I will say some jokes don't. Like hey boo boo. Oh, what you got in the picnic basket? I'm I, being sued for malpractice. I that was really <laughs> good. Uh, I definitely, when I heard the premise, I expected a lower quality level, and I don't know why I immediately went to that in my brain. But like, I thought this looked better than I expected. Like, I'm not, I don't love these these this, like these characters like that I much. Have a lot of touch, I don't have a lot of them. attachment. Yeah, yeah. I um, was surprised as like everyone was kind of like who I expected, and then they're like also Johnny Quest and Haji, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's what I was like. Oh, okay. I did not expect them. <laughs> that makes me think like, oh my god, it's like Space Ghost gonna show up, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like I'd love that. Is Space Ghost Hanna Barbera? Yes. 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 Oh. Uh, pig. 
Oh, this is my favorite trailer. What the? Week, okay. <laughs> well, you guys told me that this was Nicolas Cage, John Wick, but with a pig. I wasn't I wrong. was thinking he was going to be an assassin. So is this like, is he, he like be. a, a He might a be a sh- cook assassin. Is he like a he's chef? Like, yeah, he's the, he's like the chef from Ratatouille who can kill a man with his thumb. Hell yeah. Oh. So I like to think that like he was like some like ex, like CAA, military, whatever, spec ops, like blacklist guy. And he became a chef when he retired. And then like he goes into the hangs out in the woods and then like he gets brought back in because they steal his pig. It looks like an artsy fartsy Nick Cage movie, and when he makes those this, types of movies, like Mandy, like they rule. No, like, this true. looks like a, a art movie where it's like it's gonna throw you for a loop, but you're going to enjoy the ride. It's, it's like, got uh, Nat Nat Wolf from Hereditary. Like I like that kid. Uh, uh, he's on a lot of good stuff. He's in, he's coming up in old. Like I think it looks oh, pretty yeah. cool. Straight out of nowhere, Scooby Doo meets Courage the Cowardly Dog. Nope, I skipped a lot of trailers. <laughs> Let's talk about that one, and then we'll Let's go talk back. about it. Sure. No, there's like th- there's that one. Yeah. Well, Scoop, we'll Scooby-Doo. It is uh, yeah. wild that it took this long to do this when I think about it. I'm yeah. like, it seems like such an obvious pairing. Like, obviously, you should put the scared dog with the scared dog. Um, and yet, here we are. And I'm like, I can't believe I never thought. I, I really like the the appeal of it. Yeah. Um, Good, cool my, to see Courage again. Yes, I agree. Uh, I wish that a little bit more of the Courage animation style was coming through. Yeah. More than the modern Scooby Doo movie animation Some of those style. Because monsters. the Courage animation style was really cool because you got a lot of like that was an age where like the weird, like uncomfortable three D Beast Wars almost CGI made things creepier mm-hmm. yeah. rather than like taking away from it. Uh like you will always return the slab. Yes, I, I think of that guy I all think the about time. him all the time. All like the, the creepy time. smiley guy with the Yes, where he just stands yeah. like this, return the slab. Yeah. I think about that guy I was creepy smile. The curse the coward, the curse the coward. They don't. We saw like the Sasquatch. Because what happened is those monsters. Real quickly, Sparks. Those monsters constantly gave me nightmares every single time I watched Curse the Coward. The dog. And not every monster was like that, but I do wish that there was one that was kind of like that in this because. uh, when those when the creatures that were done with that animation showed up, they were so disturbing because everything else was that solid, crisp 2D animation. It was so different. So yeah. they look so out of place, and you're like, oh, this is just kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and they knew how to use that to make it creepy, and the music was creepy. Mm-hmm. And so I hope, I hope that there's something in this that uh, we're not seeing in the trailer that conveys more the vibe of courage sure. attached to it. Because I'm like, there's an opportunity to really get something mildly creepy and uncomfortable in Scooby-Doo on a Courage level. And I'm like, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But even even removing that, it's just cool to see Courage brought back yeah. for this is is really neat. I'm glad that they did it. There is a lot of cool, already very obvious nods to Courage. And even though they're not necessarily playing entirely with the animation style that Courage has, the character models are appropriately designed like they are their same like uh, not even just like the main family but like there's the the guy with the mustache that we see and Mm -hmm. he's got the arms uh he's not built like a scooby-doo character he's built like a courage character and i'm like i appreciate that like it's there's clearly some attention to it um i just i just wish the bugs were cooler i i'm really happy to see that both of his owners get involved in the action yes but eustace's voice actor is dead sure so i wonder uh Wonder who they got to replace Stupid him. Stupid dog. I would not be surprised if they just used a lot of 
recorded lines already yeah, because Eustace yeah. doesn't have to talk a lot. Yeah. yeah. You could get away with like a lot of grunt sounds and stupid dog. You made me look bad. Mm-hmm. Booga, booga, booga. And like, <laughs> and like leave it on a pretty low level of not having to engage much. Man, which like, wouldn't surprise me. What's yeah. the grandmother's name again? Miriam. Miriam. Mary- um, I saw recently, like unrelated to this, it was, but macaroni. it happened to be what pretty macaroni? recent. Uh, that someone pointed out that like, yo, I've been like watching a lot of Courage and I'm pretty sure that the whole plot is that Miriam is blind. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, yeah. are you talking oh about shoot, <laughs> what? Are you, are you talking about the scene where she says, "I can't hear you without my glasses"? Yes, <laughs> yeah. And, and, but but like people have been like, I've watched like a whole season of Courage, and like if you told me Miriam was blind, it would actually make a lot of sense. More cheese. Yeah, uh, man, it's I'm, it's I'm, cool and weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like. Like I'm not the biggest Scooby, the biggest Scooby Doo fan, but like I loved Courage when I, when that was on, and like they haven't really done much with that character, so like I will watch this for Courage alone, and like I sure. also will enjoy the Scooby Doo gang while they're there. Do you remember the IDW comic that tied in Courage, the Cowardly Dog, Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, yes. Sonny Bravo, and something? I else? never read it, but it was Samurai like Jack. it was like the Avengers of <laughs> was it this I Cartoon think you Network? Loaned me that book. Yeah, I never yeah. finished it, but I remember you loaned me the first two. Code name Kids Next Door also. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I love that show. Yeah. Make anyway, that sorry. a TV show. Was this a real comic or a fan comic? This was a real. Comic. Just a fan comic. No, this is real. no, there was a fan comic that came out way before, but this was like the real comic was mm-hmm. was bringing those characters in that animation, like this multiversal event. Uh, was I really remember. Mojo Jojo was up to some shit, and then the universe opened. Because I read the characters. I read the fan comic. That fan comic was sweet as hell. Because uh, Dexter and the Powerpuff Girls were teenagers. Yeah, they didn't uh, do that. They'd all grown up. Ooh. Courage, super Courage secret was crisis like war. A grown up dog. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's real. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super Secret uh, I remember okay. that. Super Secret Crisis Six War. issue. Yeah. Okay, 2014. Well, I never read it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Annette. Annette. Which one was this the one? Sparks. The Sparks. The music one. The music one with Sparks, Adam yes, Driver, Mary Adam Driver. Right. The musical. Um, looks cool. Yeah. This looks Very like a artsy. Artsy for artsy for artsy musical. Lot, oh, yeah. uh, this, uh, there was a trailer a few months ago um, for this that a lot of people were talking about. And I'm like, yeah, this looks really good. I still think it looks good. Looks yep. like a crazy musical. Probably is gonna try and get some awards. Adam so Driver looks like a um, like a romance novel cover guy. Like you know, with the long uh, hair. And yeah. he's, like, he's got like a shirt. He looks like a Fabio. Adam, Adam Fabio. Driver. I can't calm down. I'm always at a twelve, and I don't mean like <laughs> his performance level. I just mean like he's always going as hard as a twelve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't have restraint. Harder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> More. 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 <laughs> uh, Mag says real quickly on Scooby Doo. Courage and Scooby Doo, I'm happy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The harder they fall. The harder they fall. Hey guys, it's the western with Jonathan Majors. I like westerns and I like diversity. Interesting. And this is just a big cast that's full of awesome people. Regina King. I Dude. also <laughs> like when westerns like do something stylistic. Yeah. And this yeah. one clearly is. It's got it's like I'm a super stylistic it. action. Lakeith like Stanford, who I love. Yeah. They looks like Idris Elba might be some criminal or or I don't know if they're criminals or not. But they're breaking Idris out of out they're of the black cowboys. Yeah. They're criminals. They're sure. But yeah, yeah. are they? But they're breaking <laughs> them out of a union containment. Thing, oh yeah. So that's kind of hmm. very cool trailer. Yeah. Well, not to um, say might that be before the. The Civil War, also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. Uh, I'm really stoked for this. I love westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, bring it on. I just like I, Aegis Elba a lot. That dude's too. so cool. I you also really like Jonathan Majors. You know what? He's I feel like the last uh, movie I saw Aegis Elba in where he was like a western style was The Dark Tower. Ben will finally, if he watches oh this, God, Ben will finally be Stephen able King to reference. give a crap about when we talk about Jonathan Majors because Ben hasn't watched Lovecraft Country. That's right. Oh, right. But right. now you'll know Jonathan Majors Hell who's yeah. playing King. Awesome. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. There you go. I mean, just watching this trailer with Regina King and Idris Elba, I'm like, I'm sold. And they're kicking ass and taking names. I'm like, I'm more sold. I love Lakeith Stanford so much. Mm-hmm. He's All a right. cool guy. Man, Westerns are making a, are Westerns making a bit of a comeback? No, no. no, no they just they do one every couple of years. 
But this looks like a good one. Yeah. This look, mm-hmm. looks awesome. I'd like the Magnificent Seven reboot. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Snake Eyes colon G.I. Joe Origins. Cool. It, it, it's, I will be shocked if this movie is really, really, really good. Yeah. And that might sound mean, but this trailer, it's like, yeah, this is definitely an action movie I'm with a ninja guy. I'm basically at this moment sold on Henry Golding alone. That's, yeah. None of the action is wowing me. Mm-hmm. It's all like, yeah, this is Which good. Which I think is like, is the trailer bad or is just the action in this not very good? It's just like, we, we've seen so much action now. And like, especially like after seeing something like Fast and the Furious, like there's just nothing special the about thing, this action. But the thing that stands out to me is usually the trailers where you see like a really solid action one that like wets your whistle, gets you into wanting to see the film. And I don't have that no. in this. I'd like there, there's no particular action thing that stands out to me. I'm just like, yeah, this seems like more or less a generic one of these. And like the one thing you've got me kind of going for is I really like Henry Golding. So yeah. that kind of makes me want to watch it because I know he'll be delivering. One of the one of the guys from The Raid is in this movie. So like I know the action will be good in some Samara parts. Samara Weaving in is in this. Samara Weaving's in it. Um, but they're not showing it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I have no connection to the G.I. Joe whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and much like, like Transformers. Not like Transformers. Big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, but much like Sparks, I'm really just coming to this for Henry Golding, who I really like, and mm-hmm. I'm desperate for him to be James Bond. Um, he's British? Yeah. Nice. Uh, he's, a, he's a British guy who looks good in a suit. You don't really need much else. It's true. Um, Why can't it be a lady? You can do that, too, as long as they look good in a suit. It's mm-hmm. true. Um, so I'm... I'm I'm excited for him yeah. because he's getting an action role. I just There's nothing in this trailer that's like, I'll be a G.I. Joe fan after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I got nothing else to say about the it. The Suicide Squad. Shit, dog. You guys like big starfish shooting little starfish at people? What about buttholes? What about buttholes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Bird. I am so excited for this movie. As if I wasn't sold enough Who's on the first trailer. The, the, the guy, Joel Kinnaman, right? Yeah. Who like heads the, the yeah, team? Yeah, Rick. Rick, Rick Flagg. Yeah, he's... he's this is Katana. She's got my back. Yeah, he's actually good in this. That's him? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had told me the different actor, I would have believed you. He has you a know, different haircut you know, in this one, too. Directors matter yes. for getting a performance out of an actor sometimes. Same with scripts. That, that Katana script monologue is a horrible. It's awful. And when you have a, a, a director who's not giving it his all with your actors either, you just go, yeah, this is words, and I'm saying words. Don't watch your back words. I'm like, uh, wow, Joel Kinnaman, you have good lines in this. I'm I love that. the weasel thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, well he's, he did he's kill twenty children, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like he he's harmless. Look, he's not harmless. He did kill like twenty. That, that is like a really great bit. Just I'm strapped next to a Pete, werewolf. Pete Davidson is <laughs> yeah. just like it's a werewolf. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be a good movie. I have no doubts in my mind. But what James about Zero. what do you think about Bloodshot putting Superman in the ICU? I've literally read the panel where I've seen that happen in a comic, so I, I have know. no I have no problems with it. The the internet outrage was funny. It's yeah, man. Wait, wait, wait. People were mad oh, about... Oh, because they, because yeah. they don't, oh, don't think that the Snyder, the Snyder Superman could be beaten by a kryptonite bullet. Bullshit! Yeah, no, not gonna go... Ben, I'm gonna, lo- I'm gonna put you back because we are going late, so I don't want no, you to... No, but it, it is a situation where... Put Ben back in this even, bottle. <laughs> even if this didn't actually happen in the comics, which it 100% actually happens where Bloodshot is shoots Superman with a kryptonite bullet, Superman's weak to kryptonite. Yeah, it's kryptonite. I just, I just don't... It. I just don't get it. The argument is that, you know, he's too fast... To be caught by a bullet, <laughs> and I'm uh, no, we're not doing it. No, no. yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for this movie. Uh, James Gunn has yet to not deliver a great movie uh, for me. Um, there's so much in this movie to just like as a as like a a, a deep lore comic book fan. I mean, Starro guys, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. The moment where. 
Polka Dot Man is shouting, I'm a superhero. He's going to die there. He's dying, the right? moment when he dies. He dies yeah. there. 100%. He's so going to die. And we haven't yeah. seen like anything from Mongal. No. But Mongal's in this? There's, there's, this movie's super rated R, which is why we haven't seen a lot. <laughs> and like, what's so good is, like, honestly, besides Harley... Every one of these people can die. Yes. Every yeah. single one of them can die. Uh, yes. And I that's just, just going to be uh, Probably not Peacemaker, let's be honest. Probably okay, not sorry, Peacemaker. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I just love how he's like, Star Wars is saying for butthole. Are they connected? Uh, no. 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 Waller, like, man. John Cena already stealing the show, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, none of his lines were improv, apparently. Because James Gunn's a great writer. According <laughs> to James Gunn, yeah, none of his lines are improv. He knows how to do a good script. Yeah, uh, I... Yeah. Uh, I'm so, and that's like that's like less than two months away. It's in August. August, August. so stoked, guys! It's really nice to be this excited for a DC movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for real. It's been a long time. Candyman. Yo, this is terrifying. Uh, I know you guys are gonna force me to watch it. I'm not gonna look forward to it. It looks amazing, but it also looks like I'm gonna pee in my pants. Well, so that's saw all. These, you saw, saw the original, original one. Yeah, I did see the original one. This so one looks good. like ten times so scarier. This one does look really scary. <laughs> this one so looks good. messed there's up. Great, there's a great picture that was released that's, that is kind of like referenced in this trailer, but one of the screenshots from this from this movie is um, our main character, Black Manta. I forget his name. Um, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second or third. Uh, but he's Junior. looking. He's mm. looking at a mirror, and in the mirror's reflection is a woman in the background, and just like outside of a bathroom door, and she it's normal woman and so on the it looks like a normal picture but when you zoom in you see candy man in the corner oh and i'm like yes nice yes give me that shit man I'm yeah so excited all of these trailers have been really atmospheric and like that just shows like oh the whole movie is going to be like this like yeah. it is we get some tony todd dialogue in yeah one. it's uh it's like a whole like the whole town like it knows about it and it's like you know like 20 years past like the original one like it's just it fe- it just has like this tone and like feel talk to about it. talk about a well-cut trailer too the way that they cut around like all the different people saying Candyman and all these different moments and everything. I'm like, man, you are you are nailing the vibe. The this puppet show great. stuff is so good. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah, I, hate, I love it. You don't like the puppet shows? <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. point. I know it's the point. It looks terrifying. Horror I love. I love that. Scary. Just these like basic designs really make you uncomfortable. I love it. That's the exact same thing that we we're talking about with Courage. That that basic yeah. animation stuff is what like it's unnerves you. It's weird because when I watched Courage as a kid, Courage never frightened me. I mean, yeah, it looks scary, but it never gave me nightmares. I'll show you this- some Courage pictures that will scare you now. <laughs> Go for it. But something for- something about like animation or uh even just like simple drawings where like they're they feel partially unfinished is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yes i agree (sighs) halloween kills wow what a trailer Uh, yo man i thought that Candyman trailer was good so Haddonfield's coming to beat oh Michael's ass. I'm yeah. so excited. It's like it's like Michael Myers v all of Haddonfield. It's an, get get it's ready. There's out, gonna be an ass there's kicking. A, there's it's an all a, out war. There's a line in this where Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "The more he kills, the stronger he gets." Yes. And th- so there's a line where yes. she's like, "Evil dies tonight," and then she has the entire crowd of people chanting, "Evil dies tonight!" Mm. Like this is some insane shit. Like for for a Halloween movie. Uh, it's a whole town against one the man. The trailer does fake you out into thinking that Jamie Lee Curtis dies. Oh yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. then I was like, and so for like a moment, I was like, oh, did 
Did they, are we going to like not have Jamie the Curtis in this movie? And then I was like, they wouldn't pull a Halloween resurrection. No, no. I, I wouldn't be shocked if like the next movie is when we start losing major characters. But like this one, it's going to just like, it's a war. It's a war yeah. and everyone's out for Michael. But like he's, he's faster. Uh, and I love that Judy Greer's going to get so much more to do. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that looks great. The I, little girl, we're exploring more about that, gosh. about the daughter. I absolutely loved when the, when they're in the car to drive it away, they're, they're watching the, the house. Burn. And then they see the rescue vehicles go. And then she's like, let it burn. Let it. Like, oh, that was from the first trailer we saw of this movie mm-hmm. when oh they announced they, pu- they were pushed the next I'm year. So excited. It's so crazy because, like, this movie is supposed to be out like last year, and like, no, it's supposed to be out this year. This year, yeah. Oh, man, sorry, it got but it got pushed, right? Originally, it did get pushed, yeah. okay, yeah. But like, it was supposed to, like, we were Wait, supposed to have seen it. What year are we in? Yes, it was yeah, supposed I'm to be out last year. Yeah, it was supposed to be out last year. Yeah. I thought we were still in 2020 for a hot second. That's, I apologize. that's why what I'm saying is, like, it, this movie was so far away, like, yeah. I can't believe they pushed it so far. Now we're almost there. <laughs> now we're almost here, and now almost I'm like there. super jazzed for it. So gosh, it's gonna be so god darn. And really they already so. have the next one filmed, and it's like, up oh, next year you get the last one. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to Halloween Kills. Look at that. Now you like spooky stuff. Well, okay, Halloween's <laughs> my favorite scary movie. You guys know this. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh my gosh! Wait, wait, real quick. Oh. Halloween Kills, the season of the witch masks. They were there. Yes. Uh, they have the kids killed by Michael, and they're wearing the. You gotta watch more Halloween okay. movies, Ben. Season but the, the season witch. of the witch mask, I'm like, oh man, what a deep cut nod. Yeah. Oh boy, the spook singer loved that one. Oh man, yeah, he I did. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm on a new Yo, level. This looks awesome. I'm very excited for this. So, this trailer looked awesome. It did. Um, there's a dragon in this trailer. It's not Fing Fang. It's Foom. not Fing Fang Foom. The thing is, it's just really weird because there's not many dragons in in the Marvel co- comic universe. So the fact that they're doing like this different imperta- interpretation of a dragon, and he's like a good dragon. I'm just like, why not have Fing Fang Foom? Because dragons are cool. But like, whatever. But like, is Fing Fang Foom an alien? Yes, but like the Ten Rings are alien yeah. devices. Like the Ten Rings are. Fr- so Fing Fang Foom is an alien, and his his civilization created the Ten Rings. Right. That's why everyone assumed Fing Fang Foom was going to be in this movie because they are intrinsically connected. Yeah. So the fact that it's not, it's like whatever. That's cool. But it like, it does feel like they're going to more the, the mystical route and taking yeah. away the extraterrestrial. Which element. is fine. It's um, our second dragon in the MCU, so that's cool. It's the first. Iron second. Iron Fist. Who's the first? Defenders. Yeah, the we, skele- see a, we see a skeleton the of a dragon. dragon. I'll allow it. Okay, I'll allow, I'll allow it. it. Iron Fist. We never got the budget for a dragon. I was always bummed that we never got to see that dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm really, I really like the look of this a, a lot. There's a lot of really great. Um, just s- there's Michelle Yeoh doing like an airbending technique. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's dude. a like a, a giant dog lion like bashes people. Yep. The the dragon shot is, is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I really like the new interpretation of the Ten Rings. Yeah. So yeah. We're s- yeah, I do too. We're so close to that Dragon Ball Z movie, guys. Yeah. We are. <laughs> the <laughs> Shinron. We're, so, we're 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 like right there. Well, also like that moment when they're doing the like the bracers oh, with yeah. the rings, and I'm like, this is it's just a this dra- is Dragon a, Ball a, a better. Battle. This is Dragon Ball yeah. Evolution better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, I 100% agree. Uh, uh, the new interpretation of the rings. The problem that they had when doing the story of the Mandarin and the Ten Rings is those are basically the Infinity Stones. Right. They're not as strong, but they do the same things. Like they all have a different aspect of like you know like elements or like life or brain stuff like yeah. that. So like the fact that they're making them like arm gauntlets and like they change color depending on which one you use. Super cool. Yeah. Super radical. Uh, the action looks great. Uh, we got surprise cameos in this movie. Uh, A bomb's back, baby. That's great. A-Bomb has the stupid thin ears from the comics. Couldn't it, be it happier. Does, it does definitely look like... I'm not I'm not sure I'm willing to say for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it does look like the Abomination and Wong get into a fight in that tournament. It's, yes. It's definitely the Abomination. Definitely. Yeah. Totally like, is. that 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 back spine, that's, that's yeah, him. That, 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 would mean, that would mean that 
we heard the abomination was coming back, but for She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah. So that would mean that they they kept this a secret. So when they yes. announced so that. when when we saw the abomination, uh, I immediately looked up when uh, the casting for this was, and it was yeah. in December, and that was before She-Hulk started filming. Right. So I made me go look. When was Kang casted? King was casted in September, like six months before Ant Man started filming. Mm-hmm. I think King's definitely going to be in Loki. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like when they cast people, it's usually like around the time that the movies are happening, um, not a year later. I I will say like uh, Abomination and potentially fighting Wong, but it's certainly a sorcerer. Um, There's uh, a picture of of Wong in yes, yes. yes. yeah yeah. Uh, uh, so potentially Wong has me very interested. I still think that that part of this movie, if not the whole movie, might take place during the blip. Um, because it would make some amount of sense. Uh, I think my my running idea right now is that uh, Abomination is in this, and in uh, She Hulk, it's uh, Jesus. it's making a the case. Stop attacking you. me! <laughs> it's uh, it's making a case to try and uh, put him back in the raft after he'd gotten out during the blip, mm-hmm. um, and that he did this during the blip. And Wong is there because... Uh, what else is he doing? What else is Wong doing during the blip? So uh, here we are. And, and so I'm like, I, I, I'm I still curious if that's if we're going to get that kind of yeah. fleshed out because I'm like, I, I am really interested if we're going to get an MCU movie that does that. And Shang-Chi makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, Z-Clex is on the chat. It says, hey, what's going on? Hi. Hi. What's up? Talk of movies. Uh, well, all about right. to talk about our main topic right now. That's that for the, all that. So we're going to go into our main topic now. All right. F9, the Fast Saga. Full spoilers for the ninth entry in the Fast and the Furious franchise. And keeping... Just don't worry about it. <laughs> and keeping <laughs> with tradition, it does not share a name with any film Hell yeah. in this franchise. Uh, so here we go. We're going to talk about the latest entry in Dominic Toretto Te- Technically, and there is one, and it's the Fast and the Furious, then the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. That's true. That's true. Oh, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. Colin. The Fast and Furious presents, presents. Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. Oh, presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw again. All right. So full spoilers, so what do we think about this one? Uh, ben, since you're right next to me, oh, okay. uh, why don't you go last? Sparks? All right. Yeah, I'm incre- I'm I'm flabbergasted honestly. Uh I'm I'm very happy. I did not anticipate uh character pathos in this movie uh at all. I also did not expect them to have blatantly and consistently lied about Charlie Saron's role in this film. Uh what an impressive uh trick they got me. Uh I'm all about the family. Um I I I had a great time. Yeah. Right? Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Fast and Furious made me feel love again, you guys. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I don't think this is my favorite Fast movie, but, but the more I think about it, the more it, it gave me everything that I thought I wanted from one of these movies. And the fact that Justin Lin is back and he's going to be back for the trilogy, like cements like, oh, this dude knows how to make like, in like insanely fun summer blockbusters. I had a really, really, really good time. Uh, ben, I had fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, if you got more, Ben's, uh, Ben's definitely trepidatious. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, because I mean, I had fun. I don't hate it, but I'm not like, oh my god, Fast Nine. Like, I, I don't know. It's like there are parts of the movie where I was just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. So I'll I'll go with my initial thoughts because I think there's probably more to dig into what Ben has to say. Um, but I 
you know, I wrote a whole article. I loved this. I had a damn good time. I'm so happy Justin Lin is back with this franchise. Uh, I, I had such a good time. And I know Sparks and Ryan did because I could hear them. But I think we were the only ones in the theater who did. <laughs> yeah. No, they had a good time. They were just quiet. We yeah. had a really unresponsive theater. The, I will say the, la- the lady next to me, anytime something even sus- like, like jumpy happened, she went, oh, my God. Oh, when good, anytime good. a character died, she literally put her hands to her mouth. So, like, she was part of the family. I could tell. You know what I, you know what I really appreciate? Uh, what I really like, too, is that Justin Lin knows how to how to balance the ridiculousness with making it a little bit more believable. There's a scene in the trailer where it looks like a dude catches a car. Yeah. Uh, in this, that dude gets hit by that car and is some mile and is killed. Yes. Uh, a lot of us like assume that was Dom. Like, I wonder, I haven't looked back on the trailer, but I wonder if they did like a digital double and like the maybe, no, we just all went bald, big guy. That's, you know, that's that's Dom. Good point. Good point. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, that dude gets trashed. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was funny. He gets straight up wrecked. Yeah, you can't uh, catch a car. Yeah, I, I liked this more than Fate of the Furious. Uh, this is probably uh, on the higher end of the spectrum for me at the Fast Films. And again, you know, it's the Justin Lin magic. I really like Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he's back on this franchise. Now, there are I do have some problems sure. with the movie. Me too. But like, uh, like overall, like they, they, get, they get flooded because I just, what a, what, a, what a space ride we had. I mean, hey, <laughs> they're not realistic and they're real dumb. But I could say that about most of them. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, especially, not, especially that's not new. Ten oh, in. Like, uh, like big stupid stuff is not the problem. Actually, right, but I have the movie. All. Yeah, yeah. I I knew going into this, I wasn't expecting anything like in, realistic or anything like that because it's the fast movies. We, in, he swings a Dodge Hellcat wow. with the from one end of a chasm to the other while while catching spider the, car. Yeah, essentially spider <laughs> car. It he swings it around. And you know what makes that moment work? Because he doesn't nail it. And that is yeah, honestly that if makes he nailed all it, the it difference. Would've, it would have sucked. Yeah, yeah, that uh, makes all the difference. Uh, I w- I will actually say like one of my problems is that there's not enough big dumb stupid stuff in this because I'm gonna get this one right out of the way. Uh, the explanation for why Han is alive is terrible. It's awful. That's one hundred percent. It's the biggest problem I have with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Two movies before this have shown that moment and Han was in that car. Stop with the bullshit. Yeah. Um I wanted a more ridiculous, crazy explanation. For, and we yeah. got the most milk toast boring explanation. Boring All you had to do was basically the same thing that happened to Letty. They were he was able to crawl far enough away from the car as it exploded and he was No, you couldn't back. do that because you see too much of that scene see, aftermath in, in we are, the third one. It is not. It is not technically the next like fast movie, but Hobbs and Shaw's been introduced. Like the franchise is going into the There's most super ex- soldier, the most extreme of places. He and controls a bike with his brain. He controls a bike a bike with his brain. It's insane. Uh, like this franchise isn't 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 new to crazy ideas. So like they really went the lamest way. Like nah, like we just had to fake my death so I can go be a secret and agent. Honestly, well, okay. Honestly, the thing that. Pu- that that bugs me the most is it ties Mr. Nobody into the family far earlier because he knew Giselle. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't bother I, me. That doesn't bother me. It's just like the execution no, of, but, of the Han stuff. But it, it wouldn't bother, it bothers me only because I don't think it's well executed. I don't think the moment when he's talking about Giselle, I don't honestly think it works. Mm. Maybe because it's, I don't think it's well written, but it's just, if it is maybe like polished a bit more, I'd be more on board with it. But there, there's something about the scene as it is presented that I'm just not, I'm not into. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, for me, it's more like, 
guy, yeah, just like the way Han described it. I'm just like, oh man, this like you guys have you guys have like you're going to space and like you're jumping from like Dubai buildings. When they when they show the shot, that's like Shaw's legs walking in the foreground and Han's there, and then he's magically not Ugh. there when Shaw passes. I'm like, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> and then it's like it, you see Mister Nobody, and then it's like there's Han there. It's like. No. Now I just got to keep you dead. No, that's <laughs> bullshit. I appreciate Kurt Russell being in the movie. Though. Kurt just Russell like is always too. having a good time when he's in his movies. He yeah. is. He is. I was that. Is he dead? Like dead, dead? He never finishes the movies. We never know where his character ends up by the end of the movies that he's been in. Oh. Furious 7 and The Fate of the Furious, we don't know where, where that character ends <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. And yeah, but we don't he's know. probably not he, dead. But Fate of the Furious, he has a really fun, he's having a really good time because when uh, Vin Diesel and, and Cypher walk into the, the, when they realize that they're at the base, uh, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's like, no, no, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I that's remember, here. I remember that yeah. scene. That was I like, think he's having a good time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Han's death was like the most bullshit way of how it's like he was never in the car. I was like, no, 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 I no, no. Really, yes, he was. Han is my favorite character in the franchise, so I'm happy that he's back. Same. Uh, kinda, I just kind of wish that the explanation was better. Also, did kind of I kind of feel like he got the shaft a little bit. Like it was like this big thing in the trailer that Han's alive and he's barely in the. Movie. I mean, there's a lot of people in this. Movie. Well, they I shouldn't mean, have shown really- in the trailers. They shouldn't have shown it in the trailer. Yeah, I, yeah. if if we didn't know Han was in this movie, then this movie would automatically, be, I think, be better. I think, I think that the moment in the trailer where it's like, guess who's back? And he's like, nice clubhouse. I think that would have been plenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I wish I never saw any of the other footage. Where we of saw him, sniper shots. Where we saw the sniper shots or anything like that. I'd, be, I'd constantly be like, okay, but like what? Yeah. Like, like, like for the first hour of the movie, I'd be like, where is he? Yeah. Where is he? Where is that bastard? You know what? <laughs> or even when they say Han's alive early in the movie, I was like, wow. That's kind of anticlimactic a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, they don't say he's alive earlier in the movie. They say that that Mister that he no, Han they, knows something about Atlas. Han so they go they Atlas. go investigating where he last was, what he was doing, Mexico, yeah, to find saying, the connection. They don't know he's he, alive. No, they say he was alive. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, no when, they so when Ben, they don't know he's alive until he shows up with the sniper yes, shot. That's why they're all surprised to see him. Because they the last time that he sees him before he dies is they give him the postcard like hey if you ever need something because they still think he's dead yeah yeah and they they go to Tokyo because they're finding out where he was last why yes. he was there they don't know he's he, alive but he's been at the same spot for the last what 10 his years. connection to Atlas is yeah. and then only there they find out that he's alive yeah which pretty is sure. why they're like oh my god I'm pretty sure they say that why are they all surprised then because they finally see him they in the not, flesh they did not say nah. that he was alive. Uh, but I'm really happy to have the character back. I yep. love him yeah, so too. much. Also, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in whatever the next Hobbs and Shaw movie is, yeah. judging from the post credit no, scene, yeah, which definitely. is cool because, like, like I don't, I don't want your next. But it'd be movie. cooler if he was Cyberhan. <laughs> yes, I don't need your next movie to fix this movie's problems. But if there is a way where they can talk more about the situation, they're like, "Yeah, how'd okay. you get out of the car?" And it's like, "Yeah, it wasn't just a magic trick." And yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Add bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Keep keep going. Um. There's. There's. The, my my biggest issue with the movie, well, probably the only issue that I have outside of, well, no, the Han thing is actually related. I think there's too much plot. Really? I think there's too for a Fast and the Furious movie. Pl- yes, for well, a Fast and the Furious. Movie I disagree. Specifically, yeah. I think that I think this film is stuffed. And my only issue is that I think you could have trimmed. I don't know what. I don't know what. But some of the stuff probably add some more car chases because I come to because I think the Fast and the Furious films are better when they're lean. And this one is is it feels well, really really when, when really hefty. They're not often lean though. They I think I think they are all lean except for fate, and this one. Okay. 
personally. No, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely disagree. Because, like, there were times in this movie where, like, I need more plot because I don't feel like they're explaining enough because it's a Fast and the Furious movie and we just need to keep going. In a, in a uh, like, side connection, like, nothing against the actor or the character necessarily, but, like, the addition of... Um, of L. Is that her name? Yeah. Which yeah, one? the girl that That's Han what I mean. Protecting. I need more plot because oh, yeah. uh, they don't give us enough about that character. She's she's a nothing addition. She's a future yeah. character is and what I, she is. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, that's neat and like cool to get that more diversity and representation. I'm all about that. But yeah. but boy, is she not really a character in this I movie. I get why she's there because like the whole thing of like found family, but like we needed more of her as an actual character yeah, instead of being I the agree. plot device. Except to, for her to turn on the D20 of which death. Which looked really cool. <laughs> looked cool. The D20 of death? Yeah, that looked really cool. I could have done with that Cardi B. Yeah, who was she? Was she in? A, a she was. A, I, she, she was, was not in any other movies. Yeah. She's not. She's just a Cardi B cameo. It's oh. it's it's the one cameo where like I like Cardi B uh, as a personality as a musician, but like this is just one where it's like we just wanted to put her in the movie, but like no real good reason. Like when she pops up, she's talking to Dom. I'm like, okay, you I know thought each other. she How? was. I thought she was going to be. I thought I had misremembered because I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw in a long time. I thought she was the the girl group that Hobbs and Shaw go to help go for help in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't remember that that's not who that was. Now, this is, a, a, I don't know if this is, again, like a future setup thing, but yeah. this is just like, oh, Dom has some more friends that you just now know about, I guess. Yeah. But I don't think it was set up well at all. No. Uh, I agree. Yeah. But you know who who I, who I think is fun in this movie? Having a good time? Helen doing Mirren? her first driving or driving stuff? Oh. Helen, Helen Mirren's oh having God. a good um, time. So when Helen Mirren shows up and she says, Dominic Toretto, me and Megan both at the same time also went, Dominic Toretto. Because <laughs> <laughs> Helen Mirren's great. English accents are great. Uh, I just lo- I just love how she steals the necklace and then she's like, if you drive, I'll give you. So Vin Diesel's a different person in in this scene than any other scene in the movie because he's smiling, he's having a great yeah. time. I don't think that's that's Dominic Toretto. I think that's just Vin Diesel hanging out with Helen Mirren. I think yeah. so too. That dude is seriously just smiling and having a good time. I just love it when she's driving. She's like, hit the e brake for me, darling, and uh, he's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I I had a good time with that sequence. I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, how many other movies do you get, Helen Mirren? Doing this driving stuff, killing it. I told I told Ryan, I'm like, if they're still gonna make the female fast franchise, she better be at the head of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I'm into that. Yeah, and so this movie reminded me a lot of the Russo brothers Avengers movies because one, there's a lot of names popping up on screens like, oh, we're going here, we're going here. There's a lot of uh, globe trotting, team building up. There's a lot of people meeting up. Uh, I love that the 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 Tokyo Drift guys and the one dude from Four are hanging out and they're just rocket scientists in Germany for no reason. Um, it's just like. The, the 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 Tokyo Drift guys, because of their scene, because they're only because it felt like they were really only there to set up the rocket engine. Yeah, I was like, okay, you might have been able to cut this part, but but then later, I really liked it when they saw Han for the first time. I think that moment earned their entire presence yeah. in this franchise. I I did enjoy that. Part. I honestly like, even though it's a huge plot hole. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I. Hey, really I was like... a teenager, and now <laughs> I'm forty. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Not everyone has good genes. Um, I, I like the Tokyo Drift crew. I'll even include the guy from Four as like, it's, it's, but like, I really liked all of them in this movie. I like Bow Wow. Like, they weren't in the movie a lot, but like, I. Twinkie and Twinkie. <laughs> the the side characters. You went by that um, ever? <laughs> Roman and Tej. I. This is the movie I've liked them the most in. I think. Um, I I generally find them fun. Like I'm happy they're there, but I've never like I've never really cared. I have had I a hard really time. Like them. I, you know, I'll I'll give you that too. I've had a hard time connecting with, to them without Brian. Yeah, because they're their connection they're with friends. Brian. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and so without him, I was having a difficult time. But the, right this time, I did not have that issue. I, with that. I I don't know if it was just like the situations that they were in, or just like Roman was accepting that he's a, he's an inv- invincible invincible God. monster. Yeah, yeah. No, so I absolutely love that scene where it's just Tej, Ramsey, and uh, um, Roman. Roman. And he's saying, like, look, we've been in crazy situations. We've done all this stuff. Because you even see when he was in the pyramid and all those uh, military guys were shooting at him, not a single scratch. He's he like, should be dead. <laughs> it's, I'm thinking, it's like, is Fast and Furious kid, like, super meta right now? So yeah. uh, I will say, and I didn't even, like, watch all the movies again. I watched Fate of the Furious, and then I watched F9. And um, I agree that I think Roman and Tej's stuff is probably some of the best stuff they've had in the franchise. I'll say that. Uh, there's stuff here. However, I will, also, I will also say that they're pretty much caught in a trap where, like, every movie, they're doing the exact same bits with different words. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, and it's just, like... Uh, Roman does thing. Tej makes fun of Roman. Roman gives him sass. Tej points out logic. Roman goes, I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> it's it's every time. And then sometimes Ramsey, and unfortunately, like, Ramsey's just a trapped character who's like the third wheel of their thing. I'm so glad Who's you not that up. allowed to be another person. Yes. And I'm like, we're like three movies deep of this being the same interaction between yeah. these three characters. And while I agree... Roman and Tej probably have some of the best stuff specifically when they're in space uh, together uh, from this stuff. I'm also like, they're still just doing the same stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I'm yeah. and I'm done I, with it. I agree with that. That's why I like, uh, uh, to like the Brandon's point earlier, like I, I've never really, like, again, I like them, but I don't connect with them like some of the other characters. But like yeah. this movie, like I did connect with them. So in the next movie, I hope it's not the same shtick because otherwise I will be that's the thing is like I'm like I, I can't I, I realized as I was watching I'm like I, I'm enjoying this because I think it's the best it's been mm-hmm. I can't do these bits one more time yeah like I right. that's I why I thought they were them, gonna die <laughs> I need them to change which is why I was like oh please have them like starting to realize hey are we like weird yeah are we like maybe experiments Ty- Tyrese Gibson <laughs> takes a bit out from the nice guys. When he's just like, I think we're invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they blow off him pointing out, hey, these are bullet holes in my shirt, and I'm unscratched a little too easily. Yes. <laughs> um, I also, like, I think back to when they dropped Roman out of a plane, and that he doesn't freak out more about going into space. Mm-hmm. Don't it, am I remembering wrong, or don't they drug him to put him on the plane? No, no, yeah. they don't. Okay, no. they don't. Um, he they, he does get on the plane, but he doesn't get off the plane. So then Ted right. like pushes he forces the, the boosters. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's and famous. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that guy would freak out more about the space rocket yeah. launch. Um, but it's you know like it's fine. I uh, actually, I actually was surprised that I liked Josh Lucas as much as I did. Sure, I thought he was having a good time. Yeah, I did too. Um. Yeah, I I definitely like I was feeling it after I watched Fate of the Furious. I'm like, man, literally every scene it's like the same conversation yeah. with different words yeah, between yeah. Roman and Tej, and I'm like, I got I got they gotta do something else. Yeah, I get you. Uh, we have danced around it, but they well, not really. They go to space in this one. Yeah, personally, I think too early, but I was happy to see it. I mean, yeah. Like, where do you go after though? I mean, that's genuinely the thing. curious. That like the thing is like. I don't think this movie, even though like the space thing is like the is spectacle, like this movie isn't the biggest Fast and the Furious movie. I don't right. think. So I think they can still do giant spectacle, but like going to space is like like a very like, they they weren't gonna like go to space and have a space battle. They no, they launched the car into space to you know. I, I really appreciated that Roman drove the car in space. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I put it into gear and everything. The Hell reason yeah. the space stuff works for me is because. It's not the gimmick of the movie. The gimmick 
is magnets. Yes. And that stuff worked really, Holy really shit. well. Yes. Uh, the, the the truck flip, which we haven't seen in quite a while. It's the Dark Knight. So and, and this good. was honestly the, probably one of the coolest ways it's been done. Yes. Honestly. Yes. like I, uh, Everything about the way they did the magnet action scenes, I'm like, this... Honestly, some of the best action scene gimmick stuff since the vault at the end of Fast yeah. Five. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, like really good, really inventive ideas of like, oh, they're gonna bring the trucks in and then push them out and have them just taking out the parked cars. And I'm like, man, this this just feels good. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really like. There's a bit that I, I just, I just love. They, um, John's John Cena gets pushed off the thing because surprise, surprise, the bad guy betrays him. Uh, John Cena gets pushed off the thing. Dom pushes a car <laughs> under him. Which the car slides into the other car where Mia to catches get him to him. the other car. Yeah, so uh, good. But but the thing is like, it's it gets to probably some of the most believable action scenes with these guys because I'm like, if you if I buy into these super powerful magnets. They are relying entirely on their skills as drivers to maneuver yes. how they use these magnets, how they whip cars around, all these things. And the thing I buy the most is they're fantastic drivers. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there it is. Like, I buy all of it. And yeah. it's it's very well done. Speaking uh, of fantastic drivers, I was bummed that Mia did not get into a car and drive. Yeah. We don't we don't see it often because the last time we saw her actually get <laughs> in the car and, and do some, some driving was in the beginning of Fast Five. But if we all remember the Fast and the Furious, she is almost as an experienced driver mm-hmm. as Dom is, and it's really sad that yeah, we but now don't she's get a mom. I know, but it's really sad she we don't get to see it. Get to have a kick-ass action scene. Yes, she did. I'm just glad she was in the movie. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I was speaking of the fact that Jordana Brewster is in this because um, I only have Fate to compare, and one of the reasons why I like this movie more than Fate is because I think they handled Brian's absence. Much better than in Fate. Me too. I think the only real problem with Fate, honestly, is that it's the end. And I, I have a hard time with the end of Fate of the Furies because I'm like, there's no world where Vin Diesel reveals that his son is named after Brian and Brian isn't there. Yes. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. Um, and I'm like, it's it, like, I get it. I get it in the same sense of like, the Avengers can't show up in every Marvel movie. And I understand. But like... It it does feel off, and they did it better. I thought they did a good job of like you know I totally believe and buy that like Brian was like you gotta go because this is your brother and yeah. I'm gonna stay and I'm All gonna protect the kids. the kids. And then at the end of the movie, it's like hey he's on his way and you just need to see his car. Yes, and that's enough. Yes, mm-hmm. that's enough to feel like he's family. There. Yes, I really honestly I I promise not to bring it up too much, but <clears> um the fact that I just wrote an article about the, about Brian's absence being something that I really miss, uh, having just that made the world of difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was incredible. It was crazy how different that just, just the fact that his car pulled into the driveway was, di- was and, I, and I genuinely think that's just the thing of Justin Lin being much more aware of how yes. important it was to nail it that way. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was really happy with, with, with just what we got. Yes, I agree. Um, we haven't talked about, John Cena, the Toretto in the room. Oh yeah, yeah, Tor- yeah, yeah. John Cena, Jacob. Uh, we also we also haven't talked about. There's a lot of flashbacks in this movie. I I, I can't tell you how much I loved it. I really can't. I, I can't either. Like I, I, it was so unexpected. Um, I, maybe my favorite point in the movie, and it's not even a big moment. It's when the two brothers are are gonna race each other after the big after the big fight. Yeah. And then the prodigy starts playing down, now, 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 now. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm back in 2000. Again. Yeah, yeah. It's like back to Fast and the Furious. And I'm like, I didn't think we were going to go here. I didn't think we were going to go back to the beginning, even further back. And it's like old school Fast and the Furious. Young, young Mia, young Letty, young, young, uh, young Vince, young, who's dead. Young, young Vince and young Jesse. Yeah. yeah. 
Jesse, oh. who many people forget from the Fast and the Furious, who died. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, he was he was Brian. Uh, you are looking at me like I'm crazy. Yes, mm-hmm. and the flashback sequence was one of the reasons why I want to bring it up is because I think. Everyone is so well cast. Yep. I honestly think every single one of those younger actors looks just like those characters. I won't say just like for the the guy playing young Dom. However, I think that actor is doing a great job capturing. He's the a better actor than Vin Diesel is. Um, but yeah, we do see what we got a quick we got a shot, and I, I immediately recognize Vince, Letty, Jesse. It's a yes. T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I got I got it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mia and and Mia is there. Uh, Jesse was a fun surprise because. He is kind of the forgotten stepchild of the Fast and the Furious franchise because he sure. died in the first film. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he is—he—he he was really important. Leo to and Dom. Santos show up for a little bit. Leo and Santos yeah. show up in the flashbacks too. Santos shows up at the end of the film. Yeah, Leo is gone. Yeah, uh, it's been a so long time since I saw the first. Fast no, same. That, yeah, yeah. That's so fair. Many people forget about Jesse, but but Dom was really protective of Jesse in the Fast and the Jesse, Furious. Jesse, Jesse's the young kid who like gets too bold and bets the car and screws up, and he goes running from the Yakuza guys, and they come and blast uh, him in front of the house. Gotcha. So yeah. I'll. I'll, I don't think this is controversial. I think John Cena's good in this movie. I don't think he's at the quality that I've seen him be John Cena in other movies. Like, I don't, like, he's he's kind of just doing, like, I'm, I'm a tough guy. And I think it works for the movie, but I don't think he was doing anything extraordinary for me. I'll, 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 I'll agree there. I feel that the flashbacks help John Cena a whole lot. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Because I was going to say earlier, the flashbacks are something that I didn't think I really wanted. Because mm-hmm. like when we the film starts, it starts with a flashback in 1986. Also, fun fact, I'm like 99% sure they filmed that at the Irwindale Speedway off the 605. Hell yeah, dude. California. Michael Rooker shows up in the flashback. I'm yeah, like, he does. You're in this movie, I guess. Cool. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but um, seeing that flashback and seeing what happened, I was like, oh, and seeing the events that follow throughout the movie and then getting the whole picture of it, I'm like, Oh wow! The, that, the thing that, that sucks. I, the thing that I also really like about the flashbacks, going back to the kid who plays Young Dom, um, I I I think he showed up and I was like, "That's Young Dominic Toretto." Yeah, I, I got it immediately. One of my favorite things that they do in the flashback is when he's racing a uh, uh, young uh, Jake, Jacob, Jacob, yeah, um, and he does the nos, and I was like, "Do it, too, do it, too fast, too, too soon, yeah." Too soon. And he does the thing. I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. That kid, I don't know if that if that kid, the, the guy who played Young Dom, if that's his voice. But man, that's not many people it, sound like Vin Diesel. Yeah. They also <laughs> retroactively created a thing where when you go back to the original now, you will look at Dom's relationship with Brian and be like, he sees his younger brother in Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and it's like and it's all there and you're like, Oh shit. See, and this is one of those things where like my I I will. I don't often or won't revisit those early Fast and the Furious movies because now that we're here, I like the big bombast. I don't need you know selling uh, broken like uh, stolen DVDs or anything. That right? first one's still real good. No, that's the thing. Now that like Tokyo Drift, all of this, all of this family stuff, and it's going back. It makes me want to revisit that first one sure. because like I now have the connection. Like, oh right, we, it, it did all start back in this or this hanging out in LA doing stuff like this. Yeah, I definitely feel like I should have watched the first one or at least like uh, the first few before I watched Fast I was, uh, Nine. I, I was really happy to rewatch all of them, and I think. That when eleven comes out, not ten, when eleven comes out, the final one, we should do a, a watch through of the entire franchise in uh, five years. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm giving us plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think John Cena. Going back to how John Cena comes across in this movie, I think the important thing is I fully believe he's a Toretto. Yes, and that's all yes. you needed to sell me on. And I believe entirely he's Dom's brother. I. Yeah. Didn't you know it, we we looked at it like it was really silly in the trailers like oh Dom's long lost brother what, what was the thing that made Dom turn against yes him? And, and so like. 
but it really it's works good. in this movie. It's really powerful. I didn't think I didn't think it was going to be what it was. Yeah. They they really like I thought it was going to be something silly. Also, we thought that Charlie Saron was going to be recruiting him, which is not the case. No. Nope. Um but I thought it was going to be something really basic and silly where it's like, yeah, uh, you know, they they had falling out and beef and I'm like, cool, and we weren't going to really explore it, but it's like it is the heart of the movie yeah. and I'm like Man, this really just, works for me. Just you know, because we're in, we can do spoilers, but the, uh, Dom thinks that Jacob intentionally killed or accidentally killed their yeah. father. No, he. I think like at first he thinks intentionally, yeah, without yeah. his dad's knowledge, and then you learn he thinks yeah. it, he thinks intentionally, but really it was so his dad could f- um, throw the race. Yeah. His dad was and, trying to throw the race, and then unfortunately he goes into the he goes into the crash, and then it, it ignites the whole what's, car. What's awesome about the flashback scenes, and I, I think I was talking to you about this, is like yeah. those flashback scenes have their own narrative story within the Fast and Furious movie yeah. itself. Because like you see, you see Dom and Jacob go through their shit. By the end of those flashbacks, they're at a different place than they were at the beginning of those flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So there's like right. two separate stories being told about the same characters at different points it's in their so lives. It's so anime. It's seriously anime. Let's talk about the most artsy the Fast and the Furious has ever been in. And it's when this, Dom fall, when falls Dom is water. drowning, it turns yes. into an A twenty four movie for about five minutes. Yeah, and it, totally I, does. it is it is so beautiful, like truly beautiful. It is the most beautiful the Fast and Furious has ever been. Where Dom is drowning, and then he drifts into a into a memory, and he's drifting in and out of different memories, and it's all seamless. Yeah, he's drifting. And I'm like, oh <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but man, like I was like, I turn over to uh, Sparks in the theater. I'm like, this is the artsiest this this has ever been. This is insane. Yeah, yeah I loved uh, it. And I'm like, just if the next couple of movies him, get a little more experimental, him standing there like, like because he's not saying anything, and you're you're understanding like Dom is processing the information he got from Jacob, and he's going, he's looking back at the events, and he's going, oh shit, my dad wasn't as I, good. I, I yeah. treated my brother wrong. Mm-hmm. I I was wrong, and like that line is cut. You know, he's hearing in his head that line from uh, Michael Rooker's buddy, yeah. where it's like, uh, you, uh, the most important thing to uh, Toretto is family. The worst thing you could do is cut them off from it, and that's what you did to your brother. And then he's like, oh shit, I did. And him yeah. just watching the race moment and watching Jacob screaming, yeah. though, I'm like, holy shit! I, <laughs> I hate watching movies with emotions with my friends, especially in theaters, because, and I don't expect this, but like this movie almost made me cry a couple times. And I'm just like, oh, this is how I know they've done it. Yeah. Like I there's like I'm watching like nineteen year old <laughs> Vin Diesel <laughs> cry for his dad. I'm like, that's my dad. That's my dad. I'm like, man, this is anime. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Um there was there there is the there is the sense that like, you know, this new direction that the Fast and Furious films are going into this new this last trilogy, um, I am more more optimistic to it. I am more um uh, interested in it. Uh, and I'm glad they did this after uh, the, I'm glad they did this because they it's because initially they were going to do the trilogy off of Fate. Mm-hmm. It was going to be Fate, and then Nine, and then Ten, and that was going to be it. And then they chose to do I think Nine, Ten, Eleven, and I really appreciate that. Kind of giving it a clean slate going into the thir- uh, the last uh, half. I agree, and I think the subtext that like we were probably all thinking, but never like voiced, was that when they showed John Cena was going to be playing his younger brother, it's like, all right, like I get it. This is the Brian substitute in yes. a sense, and yes, he kind of is becoming that. But they did it in such a detailed like. Fill out your. <laughs> it's not what you. It, it's uh. What everything is the, you think what is, is wrong. Trope? Yeah, okay. uh, everything mm-hmm. you thought you knew is wrong, and it's that done really, really so, well. Yeah. There's Dro- a, there's a thing where where where, where Dominic Toretto talks about. Uh, he's giving Jake the 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 car, and he says someone once gave me, gave a, me 10 a ten second, second car, car. Yeah. As, a, as a second chance, Man. and I'm like. Brian thing, I owe you yeah. at least that. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. Did it. It's it's the nod to that, and I'm like, man, they really made this feel like something where I understand why they're doing it retroactively of Paul Walker's passing, 
but it feels like something that was just always there. Yeah. Uh, so when we were driving to the theater, I told Sparks, like, I don't see how they can turn John Cena like into a good guy by the end of this movie. Like, I don't. I feel like this trajectory of like maybe the trilogy, because like, and I even said like, I don't know if I would like that they make him a good guy so fast. Uh, but the movie did it in such an excellent way where like I bought it and I wanted him to be a good guy because this dude has had a really sad life and he didn't deserve the things that happened to I him. I bought <laughs> it. I buy it one hundred and one hundred thousand times more than Shaw's turn in Fate of the Furious. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree with that. That one, that one. Look, I bought it for the movie, but that you, I had to stretch. It is fast. Yeah, I definitely had to get up and oh, stretch for that but one. But it's not furious. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I, I think that um, the stuff, the stuff building up Jacob's character is just done really, really well. I think that's fleshed out exceptionally well. Um, they, they did it. I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, I'm really, really glad that Cipher is still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that she was kind of put on the, the offensive. Uh, in a way, at the end, yeah. Sorry, yeah. on the defensive. Oh, okay. Um, because she was on the offensive in in fate, and here she's uh kind of playing defense in a weird way, like long con, mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And she, Charlie Theron's having a great time, and I really like her villainous cipher. Having rewatched Fate of the Fear, she is one of the best things about that movie. Yeah. Is the presentation of her villain character. She's essentially a really good Lex Luthor for the Fate of the Furious yeah. films. Uh, sorry for the Fast and the Furious films. Um, it's super cool that like. That now we that we know that there's like an there's an end game. Sorry to say, but like we know that there's like a trajectory. Like they're building to like a big cool finale, and like okay, we got to round up all the characters, and we got to bring in like new characters to like to finish it out. And like now that we got John Cena, and like and like I'm I'm so there's ex- a couple of characters I'm still waiting for a return. If you know what I mean, there you go. My favorite thing is that they've been able to like in a series that tends to when it comes down to it rely on brute strength mm-hmm. as the important defining factor for winning a thing. Uh, Charlize Theron manages to still stay ahead of them by being crafty. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really effective. That That's what I was talking about where I don't, the when Vin Diesel is like, I was three moves ahead of you the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Oh, there's there's another villain. There's Otto, the German guy. He's fine. Yeah. He's like, he's the rich uh, uh, accomplice but guy. But what, what I wanted to bring, I brought that up because in, in Fate of the Furious, at the end of Fate of the Furious, which is the only time that we actually get any sense of Dominic Toretto because most of the time he's, he's playing a bad guy. Um, there's the moment where, where, where as, as as Spark said, where Cypher is, is, is you know, a different type of villain that they have to fight because she's not about brute strength. There's the thing where Dominic Toretto all of a sudden is the smartest person in the room mm-hmm. where I think Justin Lin comes in and is able to bring him closer to where he was, and and stop, almost stops him from jumping off into Xander Cage. Uh, in a in a similar vein to what you're saying, I think my favorite thing about the stuff between Dom and Jacob is that his the way the reason he treats Jacob the way he does feels like a very real thing that a person would do. Yes. yes. Oh, I got this piece of information. I let that color my entire perspective because I was young and angry and I just ran with that information without even considering like real any alternative drama. to it. I just said that's exactly what happened and then reassess the new information and go, shit, I was wrong. And mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how how much I like cheered in in like in in my seat when when like something bad's about to happen and there's no cars available, and it's like no one can J- get to him. Jacob, yeah. Jacob's like, I can. I can because mm-hmm. he's he in pulls Han's in car. And it's like, oh man, oh, here we go. Yeah. The hero turn. Felt uh, good. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a fist bump moment, and the fact that they they look at each other, they give each other the Toretto look, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah they did. That's it. the thing. John Cena's nailing 
the look that Vin yeah. Diesel gives back. Like he looks like he's his brother. Yeah. yeah. Like John Cena might Question. not be playing with a lot, but he's playing with. What's Do we there. think? Uh, because there's a weird. I think it's. I think it was a weird line that Charlie Sanger was like, "Went oh, I didn't know there was a Nordic line in the Toretto's. Is he adopted or is he just wider than his brother?" I think they're just trying to explain why they don't look. They don't exactly have the same. The same yeah. Because like I thought. I think they're trying to say that like there's a lot of like they're an ethnic fruit basket and you're not <laughs> sure what's gonna come out. I just I thought that line was a little weird. She said because she said <laughs> the too. the Toretto. The Toretto family has a lot of mixed lineage. Yeah, like so, she, it's like you never are quite sure what's going to come out. But and I think specifically, that she be, said like a no. I, I hear you. I think yeah. that's just to acknowledge like John Cena not looking like Vin Diesel very much. Yeah, uh, and make Which you is why buy it's into weird it. when Helen Mirren is like he had some. You had similar. Mm. Fe- you had to have similar features I'm like being big yeah. and buff. I guess big I guess and bulky. So. Yeah. Um, do I have anything else I wanted to say? Uh, we talked about Ramsey. We talked a bit about Ramsey. How um, I agree with you, Sparks. I don't really think she's her best scene is the scene when she's not with Tej and Roman, which yeah. is when she's, she's driving. like, "I don't know how to drive. I know this hasn't come up, but I don't know how to drive." And it's like, "Too bad, you're our only it's, person." That's it's super a, funny that it's coincidentally the same car that all the bullshit's happening in the back, and she doesn't realize uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah. But that one's really funny because everyone ends up in that car eventually, yeah. and like Dom gets in the car thinking he's gonna hijack it. And so yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh." Follow him. Yeah, the whole crew's here. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Nice. We're all good. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a weird Laurel and Hardy bit there. Ben, has this? Do you have anything else to say? Has this helped you at all? Anything? No, it, it's it's helped. Um, I, uh, you guys have said a lot of things that I also enjoyed about the movie, like the stuff with Don, stuff with John Cena, because I thought John Cena was did decently well in this movie. Um, one of my biggest complaints is Otto. The villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that he's yeah. a rich prick, and also he's a, he has daddy issues. But but that's I, all. That, he yeah, exactly. Is. That's all. I, I also a- don't need him to be more. Frankly, you got Charlize Theron and John Cena running the ship. I I don't mind that he comes off as a joke because he is the joke. Yeah, I know. But part of me was hoping for a little bit more. It was like, why are exactly are you doing this? No, and and I feel like the daddy issues thing is just like a blanket statement. Like, do do you just want to like rule Western Europe or all of Europe? I will all say, the world. Just yeah. just give me a little bit more. The world. There's there's a lot of Star Wars jokes with this character, but I th- uh, yeah. I don't think they all work. But I think the Yoda one pays off. Man, Yoda I thought that Yoda one. Yoda really one good. pays off where he's a puppet with his hand up. Someone's Dude, there ass. was yeah. a lot of Star Wars talk. I was like, wow, they're really. It, was, it all. I agree until the Yoda one. Then it made it worth it for me. Yeah, I mean everything. I was like, okay, I get. Okay, it was like, wow, too much, too much. And then it's like, okay, that was good. So I also thought it was Carrie Elway's the first time I saw him because Carrie Elway is a super skinny now. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, look at him. And I'm like, not the same guy. I thought it was um, <laughs> the guy from Aladdin, the white guy from Aladdin. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. the prince, yeah, the prince from Aladdin. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was uh, him at first. Um, I will say, uh, I was kind of bummed little nobody wasn't back. It was. A little I didn't. Oh, sc- oh um, no, in the yeah. sense that like. Scotty plot wise, Scott it's yeah. not necessarily because I wanted to see him, but in the sense that, like, plot wise, theoretically, Mister Nobody goes off grid. We did get the guy from Four though with the broken nose. Yeah, we yes. did. He so was like, uh, that—that's you know. where I would expect to see little yeah. Nobody. Yeah. He still has um, a so really broken nose. <laughs> I didn't need him to be part of the crew or be in the movie a bunch. It's just a little surprising going from Fate to this. You know, it that does he sh- doesn't show up. It does make part of the crew. it does make sense make more sense that little Nobody would be there and not Brian's mm-hmm. con- FBI contact from Four. Yeah. I know. I thought that when yeah. I saw him, I'm like, that's a little strange, but yeah. okay. I mean, I was, I was happy to see the character. Yeah, cool pool, I guess. But I was like, why are you here? You're, right. You're not that, Dom's friend. You're that Brian's would, friend. That would yeah. normally, like, you literally would normally replace that one scene, that one moment with little nobody yeah. from the previous one. Uh, yeah. I, I like the movie. I'm happy we're I'm happy we're back. We're we're getting more more Justin Lin Fast and Furious films, which I think are the best ones. Hell yeah. Yeah, I really I really Honestly, like the more we've talked about, it and the more we we've gone into it, I'm like, I I really really enjoyed my time with this one. Yeah. Um, uh, it it's 
it's very much making me like, no, there is a lot still to mine here. I, again, like uh, I, I like everything Michelle Rodriguez got to do. I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. Um, I, I did too. Thank you for bringing that up because there's actually something they did with Michelle Rodriguez uh, that I almost forgot. I there is something that I wish they had were able to do, but they couldn't with Brian in Furious Seven. There's a lot of talk about how Brian misses bullets. He like misses the bullets. I think they went a little. I think they they took that a little in the wrong direction. I think it should have been he misses the adrenaline. He misses, he's like an adrenaline junkie. But you can't really do that because you're only working with what he's already done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I totally get why they couldn't. But they do it with Letty. And I was really happy to see it somewhere with one of these characters. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that, having Letty be like, it's not that's not who we are. I just got my memory back and I like this world. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be the, the Yeah, Letty and Mia have a really good conversation together. Yes. Uh it's cool that they like like the two girls get to go hang out cuz like I don't feel like they they really get to do that often. Just yeah. have like conversations, just like hanging out. And they've yeah. known each other for as long as Don. For yeah, for 30 years, yeah. So like it, it makes sense that they would. And going back to I really like Mia's inclusion yeah. in general. I I am so excited for the future and it almost bums me out that I'm like, "Oh man, we're only getting two more." When like plus Hobbs and Shaw. Plus Hobbs and Shaw, but I mean like I just feel like I want like I want like in ten years to have like the fast kids and like Vin Diesel's a grandpa. I think we're still getting that. I I want that. Like, I want I, the, I mean, the legacy. Like, shit. We're getting we're getting you know two more mainline Fast and Furious films, but we're getting a, uh, at least one other Hobbs yeah. and Shaw, if not two, and we're still getting. Uh, they still want to make the ladies of Fast and Furious mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I think this world can still be played in, but um, I'm glad that the family. Uh, at the heart of it is going to like end out their Dom story. Dom is going to open up maybe the raceway again mm-hmm. and like the Toretto race. Like if that's like like where like a, one of the settings is is like hey he owns a racetrack now like that's cool character progression. I what you were talking about. I I think the I think in 10, 15, 20 years time there's no more Fast and Furious films. Maybe they've been off for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think we get a a reboot in the sense that like it's the kids. Yeah. Here's Brian Toretto. Oh, that uh, would I would lose my mind with Jack O'Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where we're getting. That's that's sure. the dream. That's the dream of of every comic book that I love. Like make the young guy the old guy. Yeah, I think we're. I think someday we'll get that, and, that's I, cool. and it's in our lifetime. Um, yeah. All right, should we rate? Let's rate it. Sure. Rate of the Furious. Uh, one last thing. Um, there's a post credit scene. There is yeah, a we post talk, credit. We scene. talked about it briefly earlier for a hot second. We didn't. We just said that Han Han is probably in. Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw, yes. but we didn't talk about oh, Statham yeah. showing up at the oh, end of yeah. being like, who is it? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the dramatic zoom. The Han's face of like, I'm here to kill you. Yeah. Uh, so good. I really, uh, that's all I needed. I, I get like the whole thing of like, we need justice for Han, but like all I needed was him at the door. <gasps> yep. Uh, it's like, hi, I'm going to beat your ass. That's, yeah. Uh, uh, that actor who plays Han is, is so rad. One of my favorite, one of my favorite things about that, that actor, uh, in Fast and Furious Six, before they all learn mixed martial arts, um, they—he's uh, not the worst fighter. No, he is the worst fighter. Yeah. yeah, him and Roman get in a fight with the Asian guy on Shaw's team, mm-hmm. and he and the Asian guy on Shaw's team like destroys Ro- Roman and, and Han, and they're like, and it becomes a joke because they're not fighters. They're not don't know what they're doing. Uh, I'm glad we got back to like. Yeah, Han is getting his ass kicked before he's like, uh, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can yeah. shoot dudes from far away, but yeah, he's not good. That was, that was a fun moment. Yeah. Uh, I, something about that guy, I uh, like seeing him get his ass kicked, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like Indiana Jones, yeah. Uh, I thought that yeah. was a good, a good post-cred sting. Um, I liked uh, I liked the whole arc of Dom with his son too. I thought from yes. beginning to end, I thought that was really good, and like the idea of like it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. 
uh, back to the home. Rebuild it, yeah. Yeah, this is who we are. No more hiding. Oh, yeah. This The l- last thing about like uh, that Letty conversation, she's like, I, I was never anybody who who hot, who hid. Like when, when little Brian had to hide, like I've never been that type of person. And like she didn't sure. like it. And like I, that's, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Tough yeah. lady. Our, our chat is blowing up, but I think oh, it's damn. mostly with spam uh, people. Shortbox Padawan, though. Hi. Thanks for stopping by, spammers and friends. Uh, okay. Shall we, uh, shall, we, shall we rate? Sure thing. All right. Sparks. Rate it. Why what? don't you give it a rate? Um, I'm going to give it a... Mm, 8.5. 8.5, right? Fast and Furious 9. The Fast Saga gets a 9 out of 10 from me, Ryan Eliopoulos. Ben? 7.5. I can still feel love. I will say 8. And shall we get into our book club then? Yeah. So speaking of fast. Yeah, speaking of things going fast, right? Okay, then. <laughs> ben, take it away. Yeah, so uh, my book club, um, as I mentioned earlier, at the very top of the show, I wrote a thing on OldSchoolGameMagazine.com, how it's n- uh, the N64's 25th anniversary, but also this week was Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th anniversary. It happened this past week. So my book club is the IDW run Sonic the Hedgehog Volume 4 Infection and Volume 5 Crisis City. This is the beginning of of a multi-issue story arc known as the Zombot Saga, which essentially is a zombie apocalypse happening in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. But robot zombies. But uh, Yeah, robot zombies. Issues 13 to 20. Yeah, so these are we're covering issues 13 to 20. And gentlemen, what did you guys think of these books? First of all, of you, you spent $16 on a four-issue trade. They're, how dare they? <laughs> how dare they do this to us? <laughs> I hate trades. They're so expensive. Uh, real quick, the Shortbox Padawan has subscribed to us, so thank you, sir. Thank oh, you, Shortbox. Thank you, Shortbox. While this is going on, so I wanted to shout that out. Oh, man. Huh, you never had one of those before. Yeah. Ben, all right, Ben, I'm going I'm to I'm talk to you about Sonic the Hedgehog real quick. All right, okay. you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for it. I actually kind of like this. Here's okay. the thing. <laughs> this is not This is not going to make me a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Mm-hmm. This is better than the last Sonic the Hedgehog comics that we've read. Mm-hmm. Um, I found was they're, they're like 20 years newer. Was, yeah, <laughs> yes. I was about to say, yeah. These, yeah. This, is the new, this is the new idea. Okay, so a little bit of context. So this is the brand new IDW run. All the characters minus the main ones that show up in the video games are gone. No Princess Sally, no Rotor, no Antoine, no Bunny Rabot, none of them. It's only Sonic, uh, it's Sonic and a few new characters, characters to from this, the games. Uh, characters from the games and new characters that have shown up in this book. Right. Okay, so uh, this isn't going to make me a new Sonic fan or anything, but I found mm-hmm. the subject material uh, pretty dark for a kid's comic. This is this is a kid's comic. Um uh, yep. It's definitely a kids comic. There's mm-hmm. there's like there's fan art in the back that I loved looking at. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised how dark it gets for a kids comic, and I and I and I found myself uh, laughing at times. And I think this is an exceptionally well made kids comic. Mm-hmm. That's just not for me. But I right. think it, it's a really really good comic book for kids. Okay, what about you, Sparks? Uh, yeah, I mean you know I'm a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Those are my copies that you're holding right there uh, mm-hmm. of these. Um, I I like this uh current idw run i do think that um to be honest like a big chunk of the reason why i like these issues so much is more the art than it is the writing i I like the art a lot um there is some writing that i like a lot but there's also a lot of like really basic stuff like ryan's right it's a kid's comic so i don't Mm -hmm. i don't judge it too harshly but i do think like while i think it gets really dark it 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 only makes me wish that it would go harder 
Yeah, um, that's which I run into I, a lot, yeah. and I'm like, uh, yo, um, we just like really quickly pass by the fact that like uh, there's a there's a uh, part earlier in, in in the infection arc, like when Amy and Sonic are wandering the cave, and it's like, and we lost a lot of good people in the war, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we just like pass by war trauma real fast. There, all your friends are dead, kind yeah. of stuff, uh, um, yeah. because this is a kids comic, so we can't take that too seriously. And I'm like, kind of wish a situation you could. where I. I wish this was darker, but then it wouldn't be just like a Sonic. It wouldn't be Sonic because yeah. like I, I. But then like I'm asking for something that the sh- the comic is not. So. Right. I, sure. I want to say because when this uh, when these books first started coming out, because obviously in the in the original Archie run of the books, it was its own world, and then can, they adapted the games into that pre-existing can, world. Whereas this one, I want to say it takes place after Sonic Forces. Can I ask? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's true. Mm-hmm. Can I ask why you picked these volumes instead of the Neo Metal Sonic arc? Um, I picked the. I want to say I picked these ones because these were more fresher in my mind. As much as I enjoyed the Neo Metal Sonic one, sure, I felt like the uh, the inf- the beginning of Infection, the the beginning of the Zombot Saga, because the Zombot Saga I thought just hit a lot more than just um, Sonic Knuckles fighting Neo Metal Sonic. As much as I love Metal Sonic, he's one of my favorite. Vi- he is my favorite villain in the Sonic in the Sonic universe. Sure, I just felt that this was um, the Sonic team, Ian Flynn, the writer, trying to do something different. Trying to be like, how would Sonic affect a zombie apocalypse, and uh-huh. and kind of essentially bringing back the roboticizer in a way, which was a sure. famous um, uh, machine that turned organic life into um, machines in the original Archie books. Yeah. So, Brandon, I, what do you think about this? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I need to manage the chat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I, I picked this because I felt it was because well a it was fresher in my mind sure and also to be honest I thought you guys would enjoy it a little bit more than the Neo Metal Sonic you mean these one. two then these two yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah I was just curious because I think Neo Metal Sonic's a much easier jumping on board point for anyone who's curious uh, mm-hmm. those are the volumes that are before this one mm-hmm. that that three volume arc uh, I think is a lot easier for someone to mm-hmm. uh, ease into there's a lot of like you know hey if you didn't know this thing pretty good pretty good sum up for who these characters are, what they're doing, why they're here. Yeah. That kind of thing. Even though like, we jumped in on issue 13, I think like the recaps and stuff were, were good enough. Like I didn't feel confused jumping into uh, it or anything. I will say like, I'm not crazy about the issues in volume four for the most part um, mm-hmm. because I'm not a big fan of rough and rough and tumble. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't really care for them. They're kind of, they're new characters that I don't, really enjoy i like tangle and whisper mm-hmm. but i don't really care for rough and tumble i never have um yeah, rough and tumble i was they're kind of like they don't remind me of scratch and grounder from the very old adventures of Sonic they Phantom. are very much like them yeah they yeah you're right they but, are they're just they're not yeah. robots but they're very yeah. similar but the purposes. one villain who i do love a lot starliner starline yeah Dr. Dr. Starline. yeah um i i I thought some of the comedy was pretty pretty good for like you know for for uh, what it is. I think the they're like you're about to get busted by Sonic and Tails and Rough and Tumble are like that's our thing. They're stealing our thing. Yes. Like I I think some I think of that comedy good, works. Good stuff. Yes. Um. There's a scene where uh they're going to uh, Robotnik's cave and it's literally like a face, mm. his face on a cave. And it's like you know what I like about Eggman? His subtlety. And yeah. I'm like, Sonic's fun. Uh, All right, whatever. A lot. Uh, oh, this is man. this is true not just in these volumes but in general. The art is really good most of the time. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the the action scene, specifically like issue two with with Metal Sonic, it really good, mm-hmm. really good action. Oh yeah, really. Yeah. Good. Uh, the the art for this comic consistently is like, 
pretty gosh darn solid like just really good and like some panels are absolutely gorgeous and i'm like yeah man the art for this is so good i uh i can definitely say as a lifelong sonic the hedgehog fan the art i mean i love the artist from the older from the from the archie books like tracy yardley sure. um tyson hesse he's he's drawn a few good ones mm-hmm. but the art in these news in the idw books is just to me is like this is great mm-hmm. yeah this is like i feel like i'm or i'm reading bits from the like storyboards from a video game yeah possibly uh i think i think uh ian flynn the writer that's his name right yes uh, i think his his Eggman. I, I really like his his Eggman in this in this version uh the fact that he's like i could carpet bomb him any day that's not enough you have to you have to beat him you have to be superior uh you can't just vanquish your foe like that like i think that's like that's yeah. awesome he sounds uh, awesome he sounds idea. like the best of Eggman from the games yeah um ian Fin flynn has a really good honestly he has a really good voice for most of the characters yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh shadow sounds like shadow knuckles sounds like knuckles. shadow seems like a tough boy uh eggman sounds like eggman amy sounds like amy sonic sounds like sonic like he's really got these characters feeling like they are evoking who they are yeah um, i like i really like the plot of, of, of the comic that I, that's that came up before this where eggman was a good guy like he oh, like, yeah. he's like he's like manesia or whatever mr. Mr. Tinker, Tinker. yeah and then and then dr starline uh like finds him and like reprograms him to be evil again and then eggman goes back to the village that he hung out at and he turns all those people into robot zombies yeah, yeah. and like it's so sinister mm-hmm. and like for a kid's comic i'm like oh man like people are crying and stuff and i'm like this is like this is dark for a five-year-old's comic book. Yeah, they really, they really make you get why Eggman is so. Yeah, bad. it's like he, I like this is like the first time in like any Sonic property where I'm like, oh, this guy's like actually evil and like menacing, like I, for me. I feel like with Doctor Eggman, especially, we joke about Eggman a lot. Like we kind of throw, we kind of like we bash on him because. But then you read stuff like this where he's like, where he pours the mail virus over the town that took him in and helped him, and Ian. Ian Flynn brings a perfect blend of like Eggman from the modern games with mm-hmm. Eggman from the uh, early '90s animated okay. show. Yeah, um, the, the, the the dark one that only had the, the one season. Event, the Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't. Yeah. I didn't know anything about Team Chaotix. I love those guys. I, I like. They're great. Vector yeah. Vector Crocodile Man. Vector Crocodile. SBO. The super cool. detectives in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. I great. thought mm-hmm. that was great. Um, my favorite part of this entire book is Sonic has the infection, but he has to run like the Flash to to like avoid it, and like mm-hmm. the more he he beats the zombies like the more he becomes infected that's really like the stakes are like they feel really good yes like, that's really good one of the scenes that reminded me that i was like damn this is going into something different that i didn't think of is when the we see that one girl in the city and she's like she's infected in her arm oh yeah when charmy like, goes back yeah when charmy goes back but then vector comes in and like smashes the cars and like puts her in a thing and, and he's like i'm sorry and she's like no please just put me in quarantine i will be okay let me i'll wrap yeah, my yeah. arm and yeah, he yeah. just goes I'm sorry. Yeah. My I think my only thing is like I don't even need them to go harder on those moments necessarily. I just think there are other like cornball moments that undercut the mm-hmm. the actual sincerity that those moments get across and yeah. like yeah. take it too far back into the like, uh, this is just silly kid stuff, don't worry. What's zone. the the robot's name? Omega? Omega. Jeff. Omega. Oh, Omega. Um, Urge to maim rising. <laughs> That's really f- I think that made me laugh. Um I don't know who this guy is. Gemerol. He's a mega He's a mega man. Yes. Uh, Je- uh, even I forget about he's where Gemerol is. He's from. a mega man guy. I liked him. Brandon's got to say something. Uh, I actually have to acknowledge his chat. Oh, okay. Because okay. yeah. it exploded. Okay. Uh, because I do want to acknowledge so Z collects who I accidentally pissed off. I apologize. I will compl- I will 
I will. Uh, Jeez Louise, Brandon. <laughs> go back to you later. Uh, we have we have so many people in the chat right now. I I saw so many different names that I just I'd never seen before. Apparently, what happened is Z collects shout us out, us out on his stream, which he just ended. Oh my oh. god! So a bunch of his people came over to us. Thanks, oh, man. Just Thanks, now. Uh, so I just wanted to say um, there's a lot of people, such as Lisa Noble, Patrick Wall, who've been saying some things about Sonic. Oh. About that. Uh, that I do want to that I do want to bring up, but but Patrick Wall does say. Um, they're really into their own convo. That's okay. At least they're passionate about it. Oh, it's thanks. a podcast. <laughs> um, really, I actually do appreciate that because yeah. I think that's really great. Um, uh, we do have two new subscribers thanks to this. Oh, thank you. I love you. Um, thank you. And uh, yes, okay. So Patrick Wall says about Sonic, uh, who knew Jim Carrey would have a second life after a Sonic movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Uh, Z Collects talks about a Sonic comic that just came out, had an awesome variant. Oh yeah, because um, th- that's the 30th anniversary that just happened, so, which was funny enough on Wednesday. Yeah, nice. Um, and then, da da da. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. Uh, so, so Caroline Chris says, uh, so Caroline Chris 26 says Sonic rocks. Yeah, Carol. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll 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 agree. I think this is a good comic. Um, uh, there are there are so many people. Uh, people, people on here right now. I cannot get to. I've never had to deal with so many. Don't people Don't worry about it. We got right a podcast now. to do, baby. Um, and Mag, Mag does say because Mag, you know, he watches our, all of our streams. Yeah. Says, take care, FMP. Good night, stay safe, and catch you later. Love you, Mag. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ben. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like when when uh, like when Sonic is like f- running from stuff like that was my favorite stuff, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, I, f- I felt the tension, and I think I yeah. think uh, uh, this I, is a I, good comic. So I mean, I just I just reread this, and my mind is still very fresh on the Zombot saga, and I want to say it gets so much worse for our heroes good. moving forward, and I want part of me because I thought is like because I mean these are short reads, true. But I thought giving the entire saga would probably have been way too much. So yeah, I figured, yeah. you know, I'll just get the first half. And if they like it, maybe, no, I get some, you. maybe someday down the line we'll finish it. Because I kind of do want to finish it. Because I like how things how things progress and how things eventually get worse. This Reading this, like none the Sonic games never have this much lore or anything. So close. like this makes me want like the next Sonic movie to be like this story. Like make like an animated sure. movie with this. Because like, if Sonic were like this all the time, Mm-hmm. I could get into it, right? Like it might, it for me, it might still be a little, like a little too kiddie just for me. Mm-hmm. But like, there is still there is good stuff in here, and I see the appeal of Sonic when I read this comic, yeah. right? Um, and it just makes me be like, oh man, like why aren't they always uh, firing in all cylinders? Yeah, I I love the way Ian Flynn does Omega. I did the first mm. time I read this. Uh, I, I really like him a lot. I hear abridged Android 16 when I read him. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure, sure, but, sure. But like when he when he tells Sonic, like, you are in the way of my massacre and uh, and put put a jaw on me and I will bite them. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. And again, the art, like the art, it's really good. It's gorgeous like, art. There's no it's reason, always gorgeous There's no art. reason Sonic art should have bad art, but like this is like 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 Marvel Unbelievably quality, like, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Omega, I feel like even in the Archie days when Ian Flynn was writing for Archie, he always wrote Omega. Yes, hilarious. He did. He did. He's like, I'm gonna blow so much, so much, so many things up. It's glorious. Uh, the the part where so- like Sonic's infected and Gamerol is like, you're infected. I have to kill you. He's like, no, but I'm not infected. Like that's good tension. Like yeah. I like I knew like the I knew fact, no one was gonna die. Like but the fact that uh, Gem- I think it's I don't know if it's Gamerol or Gemerol, whatever. Yeah. Gemerol, yeah. When Gemerol is just like, I'm here to protect Cream and her mom. Yeah. You're infected. You're a threat, and then he's, and then just all these parameters are, oh, are put in place Dr. for uh, General, and it's just like what's gonna happen because General is Cream's protector, but he helps Sonic yes. like when Cream says go help, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the interior art is gorgeous all the time. Some of these covers, man, like Sonic has 
like that's James Stoko. Just incredible <laughs> Sonic cover art. Like yeah. it's insane. Some of yeah, the covers yeah, yeah. for there this. There are some this amazing covers. Just the covers for the for this book. Even when I go to the store and I and the, they put it in my pull list, I look try to find it to see if they have any of the variant covers. Some of the variant covers are just like, God damn! Why do you have to go this hard for a Sonic the Hedgehog book? But like, I'm so glad they do because the art is such a major selling. It point. is, yeah. Uh, also, the last thing I'll say: uh, Eggman's face, pl- uh, face ship, the face ship yeah. that just vomits the metal yes. that <laughs> infects people. It's cool and horrifying at the same time. Some yeah. really mm-hmm. cool, scary imagery, like when it's just looming in the distance. For sure. Oh yeah. I'm surprised how much I like this comic. Thank I like you, a lot of the silhouette work they do, especially when Eggman is first testing his metal virus mm-hmm. on the animals, and then you see like his the the famous Eggman silhouette with the teeth and mm-hmm. the eyes, and it's just it's like, damn, I forget. How terrifying Eggman can be. Yeah. Yes. Because they're even in uh, the last time I remember, like when I was a kid watching the um, the Sonic the Hedgehog, the Sad AM one, mm-hmm. where Jim Cummings voiced him. He was part robot and he won, and Sonic and his friends were fighting back. I was like, God damn, he is scary. Yeah. And then this, there are times where, like when he was modernized in Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two, he was a little bumbly, but still, but still kind of, ooh, oh my gosh, he's gonna crash the arc. Then there are times he's in this, and it's like, yikes. You're just willing to like just screw everyone over. Is Doctor Starline like a main character in the rest of the books? He's Doctor Starline is he does remain a main yeah, character cool. in the rest of the books. I, yeah. I thought they were super cool. He's a really I love that there's like they're like really great new characters. Eggman, oh, you're yeah. the best villain. I want him to be just like you. Yeah. Oh, just wait. How you, how you doing over there, Brandon, with the chat? It's calmed down a bit. Okay. Uh, okay. I just, I just trying to make sure that everyone in the chat knows that I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Great. We definitely do. Uh, do you want to say anything about this? I have literally nothing to say about this comic. Cool. Um, I thought it was perfectly fine. Okay. Cool. You didn't okay. like. I th- I thought you'd really like Omega. I mean, yeah. But you guys said everything. Because I felt like those lines would be get... like. Yeah, but I just want to hear what you have yeah, to say. Yeah, the lines made me laugh. Cool. Okay. Good. Because yeah. the the what? Because I knew like the one person I felt like when with this arc I had impressed the most was you. Yeah. It's like I felt like because I felt like this one you might have like liked it a little bit more because I know he probably would have enjoyed it. It was better than the last thing I read about Sonic. Yeah, I think the last one I picked was um, the Endgame Saga. Where it, yeah, that it was the. End did game you like saga. the art? Yeah, the art's good. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I liked it better than the last thing that I liked about Sonic, but I really just don't have a lot. True. Understandable to say. Understandable. It's fine. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know me, Ben. Well, I know you enjoyed <laughs> it. It was mostly for these two. I know. <laughs> Shall I? Should we end the show then? Yeah. I don't know. Does someone uh, have to pick another book club? More from us. Ryan. Yeah. It's your book club next week. Oh, is it? It is. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to pick a book out of my ass. Oh. All right. I got it right here. That was. So um, uh, we had a skip week. Gross. So um, uh, I uh, it's pr- it's Pride Month and I'm going to be missing Pride Month. But guess what? It doesn't mean we still can't talk about uh, cool books. Yeah. So I'm picking a book I bought a while ago and I'm finally going to read it. It's called Edge Exit Stage Left, The Snagglepuss Chronicles. It's a Hanna-Barbera thing. Uh, I don't know anything about this character except uh, in this version, he's a gay playwright and this won a Glad Award. And it's really, really cool. And I can't wait to read it. Snagglepuss. Hmm. Well, the writer who did the Flintstones. Flintstones. Mark Russell. Hell yeah. That Flintstones book is awesome. That's about capitalism and the nuclear family and the Flintstones world. So I can't wait to read this thing. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Hmm. All right. So that'll be our book club for next week. Um, uh, so I'm going to real quickly just once again acknowledge the chat because, you know, some people have said uh, goodbye. Caroline Chris 26 uh, does say uh, over here reading Darth Vane, listen to the combo. Nice. Combo, Darth thank you. Bane. Darth Heck Bane, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there's also up here Joe. Sorry, I saw Joe Mama. Joe 4771 uh, who says. Uh, I'm more high than drunk. I feel that. <laughs> Bro, Joe, give me a minute. I'll be there. <laughs> um, yes. So, 
Um, Paul, Patrick Wall says, uh, when's the Star Wars convo? We've had a few. We've I don't had know. a many. lot. Don't think we have a new one coming. So Until the next thing comes out. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Anyway. Um, so thank you, everyone, who popped over to the chat. Thank you to Z Collects for, for shouting us out and having people show up. Thank, thank, you. thank you. A shock to my system. Yeah, I, um, mean, I, I glanced over. I'm like, how many people are watching yeah, Anything right more than two. And we're like, what? Yeah. There I are, mean, what's there it, like three? Okay, cool. But once it jumps up at over five, I'm like, what? I know for many people who listen to watch the probably larger streams, uh, eight people in our chat, uh, eight people watching our stream is high for us. Yeah. So thank you to everyone. It's also late. So thanks for staying up. Yes. Yeah. So we're just going to do the end of the show. Sorry, you showed up at the end. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this, so Snagglepotus is the next one. Next week, we're going to be talking about Luca. That's going to be our main topic for next week, mm-hmm. uh, the new Pixar, Pixar original Luca. Disney Plus. Um, you can check out some of our other shows. I don't know. Many people are going to hear this for the first time. Yeah. Hot dog. Oh, we oh have so gosh. many things um, to watch. So many things. You can check out some of our other shows, such as I have a audio show called Conversation, um, where I recently talked to Karis Lunn. Uh, I did not get an episode out this past week because I screwed up, um, so I'm late. But uh, I did late. talk about Karis Lund from the Kingdom of Minds podcast. That's up right now on Conversation. That's linked below. Is that linked below? It's linked below. I didn't bring it up in the, in the, opening, <laughs> in the opening of the episode, but yes, it's linked below. Our Fake Nerds Watch series, which is an after show where we talk about other TV shows. Um, we're doing Loki right now. Our third episode is coming up this week. We have two up now, and you can check out some of the other shows that we've done. Uh, we have a Basement Arcade series, which is currently on hiatus, and Basement Arcade Pause Menu, which has a new episode coming out soon. Yes. Uh, ben, you talked about E3. I did. We talk, uh, It was me, Inga, and Patrick. From, we talked about uh, the, all of E3, essentially. Electronics 3. Um, so, yeah. Check that out. Of course, the Fickner Book Club series, currently on hiatus, coming back soon. Uh, we're going to talk about Gotham Academy, and you can check out some of our other things. We just finished talking about Little Char and the Gang, which is the Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, strip. Uh, webtoon strip and of course our newest show animation station sparks the show mm-hmm. um where we talked about adventure time distant lands bmo that is up right now you can find all those linked down below we can find all of our things around make sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel and you can check out some of the other links below such as our crafted by z mask probably aren't looking for masks right now but i'm still gonna plug them because we got a couple so we do. we do have our mask our custom fabric of our figure podcast logo on a mask you can check out our Patreon. We have four tiers on our Patreon now, our $1 tier, our $5 tier, which you get stuff on our $10 tier, which is changing the shirt. We get an exclusive shirt if you do the $10 tier. Uh, that's changing on, uh, July 1st, on, July 1st. on July 1st. That'll be a new shirt, be revealed on July 1st. So Ooh. this is your last chance to get Stephen King is my best friend <laughs> t-shirt. Uh, ben, oh, yeah. a couple more a days. A lot of the new people who are watching us right now have no idea what that means. That is a fun inside joke. <laughs> uh, Caroline Chris says it's 4:32 a.m. here. Oh wow! You should go to bed. Go to bed. Thank you for your service. Short box. We don't know their life. Maybe they're. Maybe this is their. Off it's time. true. Short box Padawan says thanks, guys. Much love. Thank uh, you. Thank you, man. Um, uh, Lisa Noble says night, everyone. Uh, good night. night, all. Patrick Wall says okay, folks. Catch you on the flip. All right. <laughs> um, sounds good. Then. Really. This is great, guys. Thank you so much for coming in, and I owe Z Comics a massive apology. Z Collects a massive apology. Um, I don't. Well, that's <laughs> true. Um, and of course, our last tier on Patreon, which is twenty dollars, which is whatever. If you love us, um, you can check out our T Public, which I just put up a new shirt, Animation Station. That is Sparks's a- a new logo for Animation Station. That is up on a shirt now, and you can check out other shirts such as our logos um, for basement for Basement Arcade for. Faker's Book Club from Miscellaneous, even. Uh, so, Reverend <laughs> Proctologist has a shirt up there. Basement Arcade logo is sick. 
Yes, it's totally pretty great. I, yeah, I don't mind bragging about it. It's a <laughs> sick logo. No, please brag about it. I want. I'm probably gonna get another shirt with it on. With I love it. it. Um, and of course, you can check out uh, our website where you can find all these links. All these links are on our website at www.fakenerdpodcast.com. Uh, it's completely up to date. I just put up two new articles there. Um, so check it out. Thank you to everyone who listens to the audio stream. Thank you to everyone who watches our live stream. Thank you to everyone who watches the replay. Uh, thank you to the people who showed up. Yeah, thank you, new friends. Thank you. We love friends. This is really crazy. Um, oh, uh, Caroline Chris does ask about the Bad Batch for Star Wars. We could do something with the Bad Maybe Batch. Maybe when it's over. over. We are thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, we could potentially do something. Yeah. Perhaps um, it's an animation station thing. Choo-choo. Yeah. Uh, we're also looking to do something with Godzilla, singular point. That's, That's true. We'll find something. Um, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. Jeremy Vellucci does our music, uh, all of our interim music. You can check out all that on Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. And you can check out his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on iTunes or Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike. It's Cotola. a uh, comedy narrative audio show. For yes. Lots of guffaws. Where he does most of the voices. Yep. Um, you can check out Mike Matola. Thank you to Mike Matola. Uh, he does our lo- he did our logos for Fake Nerd Podcast, for Miscellaneous, for Fake Nerd Book Club, um, and the current uh, the, the current shirt on Patreon. Stephen King. Uh, Stephen King is my best friend, yeah. and the upcoming shirt, which will drop <gasps> on July first, uh, which you guys have seen it, but True. the audience has yeah. not. Uh, you can find him at Mike Matola. He's a great guy. Love him. I'm trying to get him on so- soon. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? You can find me still writing articles for Old School Gamer Magazine at BenMagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. My two newest articles, one about why uh, Nintendo fa- fans of older Nintendo franchises shouldn't lose hope, and a retrospective on the Nintendo 64 are up are up on the website right now. If you go to oldschoolgearmagazine.com, you'll find them. Uh, Brandon, yeah, he has them linked down below, so go check them out. Link below. And Ryan? <laughs> Jesus. You could find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. And Sparks. Uh, you can find me recognizing that now is a new memory all the time. Ah! <laughs> at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Full circle. Full all circle. Right. All right. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, po- uh, and Pandora. Great review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. And until next time, guys, I'm John Meow. Stay fake, nerds. Stay fake, nerds.